That interface keeps getting better. Have you noticed that the phone, um, like, intentionally is screwed up after you have it for a long time? And yeah. Then, and if you don't upgrade it. Battery, it... everything, everything. The upgrades, like, make it worse. Yeah, well, Apple's even admitted to saying that, yeah, they slow them down. But it's, it's, for, it's for you, though. Like, no, we promise. It, it's to take care of you. It's like, well, how are you making my phone shittier? Is, how's that making me I better? I had that theory like a few years ago. And then, yeah, more recently, people have like proved it. I yeah, guess. they had I to admit it. They said it was to, to uh, prevent like the battery from like being overexhausted or something. So they're like, okay, you got us. We'll replace your battery for 30 bucks. Up yeah, and- my phone just gets <laughs> flat out stupid after a while, though. It yeah. doesn't even, like right now, my phone, for some reason, when I'm in my house, it won't stay on Wi-Fi. It won't stay connected to Wi-Fi. It just boots it off automatically. Yeah. When the, the 10 came out, my phone would connect to the gym's Wi-Fi. And then when I'd go home, it said I had the wrong password. And so when I put the right password in, it was like, oh, there's no internet. I had How to bad have my you guys off. gotten screwed over by passwords? I get oh, killed. Yeah, yeah. I get killed by them. And then people yeah. are like, how come you just don't use the same password? It's like, I've tried that before. <laughs> it doesn't work. See, I don't do the iPhones, but the Samsungs are the exact same thing. I got the, the ghetto Androids. You're on the other side. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, playing, if you don't have a GED, you got to... Playing for the other team. <laughs> yeah. I always have to fix Stephanie's passwords. Mm. So. What do we got going on over here, Alberto Nunez? It's been a while since you've been oh, on shoot, the show. We're going. Yeah, we've been going. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> we record you going to the bathroom, bro. Okay, this whole time. Okay. It was sick. <laughs> it was a good, good solid stream. <laughs> we, got the, we got the P test done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, same old, man. It's just, you know, the scale keeps growing. That's, that's basically it. Scale's going up. Yeah, dude, you pimping it big in here, man. Scaling up. Man. Well, your scale's going up when you weigh yourself, and my scale's going up. <laughs> hey, no, no. You know what I saw? It was Scaling the, up. The, the, speaking of scale, it was that video you posted up with Stan. He was doing those dumbbells. and like, Oh, shit. Dude, I couldn't believe that was you. Oh, yeah. That's, I was wearing a fat he, suit. That's what he used to look like. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. That was wild. I know. You know, when I was doing the bodybuilding show, I got a lot of... Uh, encouragement from other other bodybuilders and stuff and i I didn't really think that was going to happen i guess i just maybe i just didn't think about it or maybe i just thought like that's kind of territorial you know yeah yeah yeah. i thought maybe that's what they do and maybe like maybe like who's this guy you know trying trying to do this or whatever but everybody was really encouraging and then i saw some of the posts that you made i thought it was really cool you're like no one goes no one goes over the middle harder than mark smelly bell (laughs) and i was like man that's freaking great especially coming from you i've seen how chiseled you get on stage so that was a huge compliment. No, you, you did it right. And that's, that's the big thing. It's, it's, you know, like when I do your powerlifting thing, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's kind of humorous, but you know, I, I try to pay respect to the sport and yeah. do it right. You know, and that was, that was one thing you did. You did really well. You, you emptied out the tank, man. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, like say, Hey, like, this is what I'm doing. And I wanted people to be like, yeah, okay. He's probably kind of kind of do it. And he'll yeah. probably look like decent, but I wanted people to be like, damn, like yeah. he really improved a lot. So yeah. that was the goal. And I felt like I, I felt like I couldn't have done better. I felt like I put everything I could into it. Well, you know, you do enough things like you know, with with your lifting, with uh, with your company, and a lot of a lot of it. I mean, if you stop and you think about it, it'll scare the shit out of you, right? <laughs> but if you just keep your feet moving, right, and just commit to right. whatever it is that you want to do, it's crazy what you can get done. So, I mean, it didn't surprise me by any means, but right. to see the transformation, that was pretty pretty freaking wicked, man. Thank you, I appreciate that. You know, we you, we were talking a little earlier about uh, some natural bodybuilding. Now here's when everybody tunes out, right? Yeah, everyone just done. They're done. I remember just shut it. Just, <laughs> they shut the damn podcast right off. Like natural what? We don't dunk. We do layups. Yeah. <laughs> natural bodybuilding, like the two those things don't even go together. It sounds unnatural yep. even to say yep. it. Yep. 
But uh, I kind of had a question for you. And, and do you think sometimes the natural athletes uh, can get a little bit better conditioning or end up with a better conditioning look? Mm. And if so, like, what do you think the reason might be for that? I think to start off is just that we're not working with a, a whole lot of muscle. So I'm always... skinny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly, that's what it is. Um, Some of you guys ain't skinny, though. You don't look skinny on stage. You look jacked. Oh, well, that's another. So you can grow two ways. You can kind of grow this way, mm. or like think about when they discovered the pyramids for the first time, right? They were like all covered in sand, right? right. And then you dig around it, and that's a way a way to like you know put on some size in a way it gives you that illusion for sure right you know i've done mpc shows and i'm always at the bottom of the weight class but when we get up on that stage mm. oh I've, i'm headhunting man <laughs> it's 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 i look bigger because of right. the conditioning yeah right so so yeah we we don't have a lot of muscle so it's like you better do this one thing that mm. you could potentially do as well as the guys that are on the enhanced side so you so, might as well just get as lean as you possibly can. So we've we've kind of discovered ways of, of getting that done. Um, it's improved a lot over the last 10 years for sure. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. Mm. And then that, that was something you were alluding to was the fact that I just think it's a little bit more straightforward physiologically. You know, right. um, we know once I get into shape, I'm just in shape and I look like that every day and I can compete every single day of the week. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's way makes... more predictable. Yeah. That makes some, that actually makes a lot of sense. It makes more sense than, uh, even, even in the words that you put it in. It's hard, hard to put it in words, but like, uh, for example, uh, somebody that is enhanced on a day when they're feeling good and they're, they got a little extra stuff in their system. They can grab the one fifties and they can throw them around like they're nothing Yeah. on days when maybe they don't feel so great and maybe they have less stuff. Maybe they competed and it's, you know, a couple weeks after the show, they stopped taking stuff. Maybe those 150s turn into 120s. But if you're a natural athlete, on a bad day, the 120s just turn into the 110s, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, or, or or just a couple less reps. But it's, uh, I agree with what you said. It it's, uh, seems to be there's more consistency yeah, yeah. Uh, to the whole thing. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, though. I think regardless of how you do it, I, I don't think people really appreciate the wear and tear that it does put on your body. Yeah. You know? Um in both sides we experienced slightly different things but man you're fucked after after a good season if, and if you did it right the course. thing i always think is is kind of crazy is how people say you know when you take stuff that you recover faster yeah and and i, I don't i actually I, i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that i even have the slightest clue on what the fuck steroids do <laughs> i really don't know i know they make you bigger and stronger and that's about it um and, and i i just i haven't seen like a lot of research and stuff on it but in terms of uh you know, it, it helping you to recover faster. I think that people think because you take them, then you don't get sore and you mm, just like recover mm. from your workout and you're fine. Uh, which that's definitely not true. You still get very, very sore. And I would say that the soreness I experience nowadays is the same as when I was natural. It's yeah. just, it, there's no, there's absolutely no difference there. I would say that if I was to like pinpoint it and put my finger on it, it allows you to do some stuff that you normally wouldn't be able to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but also in saying that, it's just a boost. And then once you get that boost and then it's like, well, you're still in the same spot. You just are not in the same spot, but you're boosted further ahead. But you can't take a lot more and keep boosting beyond that. Yeah. You, know, you hit your you hit your power boost and like, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, when I speak to, because uh, like here's, I think especially now more than ever, now that uh, 
there's so many divisions in, in physique sports. Yeah. And I'm I'm cool with that because it's more inclusive. So, you know, someone can pick something, yeah, and, and, and make that their goal. And I think that's fantastic. But the bodybuilders, you know, we kind of like, we do stick together. Right. And when I talk to one of my homies who who's, you know, he's, he's enhanced and he's four or five weeks out. He's just as wrecked as I am when I'm four or five right. weeks out. Right. You know, it's like you said, it's just it's a different baseline. That's all. Right. Yeah. But. What What has uh, kept you uh, sticking with being a natural athlete? Oh, um, so I was close to jumping ship a few times. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. We almost got you. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was very close. In fact, what I what, think. What was, what was going through your head at that time? And, and, and how long ago was that? This was maybe like 2007, 2008. Uh, I wanted to get my natural pro card just to say that, like, you know what, I was able to do something mm. that way. And then once that was taken care of, it's like, you know what, let's let's go ahead and, and, and you know, go on that side and, and try to do something there. Um, and it wasn't until, so my, I actually, so Lane Norton was my coach. Mm. and Never heard of him. <laughs> I was, so when he got me, I was so wild. Like, I, I didn't, there was no structure. <laughs> Just fly. I had never like had a meal plan or really did anything. It was just 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 me and hard work. It seemed basically. Um, he got that under control for me. I counted calories and watched what I ate for the first time ever. <laughs> I got into fantastic shape, and I was like, "Wow! Like my body allows me to do this." And at the time, it was very unique because guys weren't getting in shape the way they do now. So I'm like, "Wow, maybe maybe I should just stick here a little bit longer." And um, yeah, you'd get really shredded. I mean, striations through the triceps, the shoulders, the chest. Every, you'd have striations everywhere you could have a striation. You had yeah. then some. Yeah, I, I, I like to get to the point. I, get, I got veins in my glutes. I won't get up there until I got veins in my glutes. So mm. that's that's you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> some really dry, walnuty looking glutes is, is 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 the goal. But that was so unique at the time. And walnut glutes. You write that down, Andrew. <laughs> I just I was like, ooh, that's that sounds like an awesome dish. Yeah, <laughs> the nutcracker. Like, I'll have the uh, walnut glutes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's a dime a dozen, but at the time it wasn't. And so that kind of locked me in. Uh, was the fact that I was able to get that lean. Um and I think now I've just become the poster boy for my sport that it's just I just I'm here. I'm here and I'm yeah. going to keep working on this end cuz I I found my specialty. I found something that I'm good at, so I'm just going to stick with it. So yeah, there we go. Do you feel like um, you're still able to improve? Oh, man, I feel like you're still able to get better. Yeah, I could whoop that dude so bad. Um, mm-hmm. I got fourth place in that show, fourth place, and uh, oh, I'd, I'd rock that dude. Um, so yeah, it's subtle, but I think honestly, the biggest thing at this point is that it is so hard to improve that it's the the cognitive side of things that 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 I get from trying to make my bodybuilding mm-hmm. better. Like when I do that, like other things seem to take off in my life somebody who's listening to this right now and they're like on the fence about whether they want to take something or or, or not I, I think this is really important you guys pay attention to this message because i'm not going to say that you should or shouldn't but i will say that in the shoes that alberto's in right now and the shoes that i'm in right now guess what it's both hard for us to make yeah. progress so if you choose the route to get on stuff you got to realize look man i might end up being on it forever yeah. because what's yeah. my choice yeah my choice is just to be a lot less than I was yesterday, which who the hell wants that? So that, that ends up being a really difficult thing that I feel like not enough people are, are mentioning uh, when it comes to uh, performance enhancing drugs. It's like, well, you use them and then what do you do? And so maybe you use them for a couple shows or something, but are you going to really stop and like be 
have a worse physique and uh, be less strong, you know, yeah, and some of these yeah. things could happen. So those, those are all things to consider when you're on the fence and you're thinking about doing them is that you could end up, if you really are addicted to the iron, you could end up being addicted to steroids because how are you going to come off of them? What's your plan? Yeah. And it's just a different end goal at the end. That's what right. it is. It's still, dude, how many times have you, anything you've done? Like you're like most people would have said, fuck it, I'm done at this point. Right. And you just keep rolling with it. So it's, it really depends on what your end goal is, but either way, there's a lot of people that want the exact same thing you want and you're going to have to hustle. Cause I know a lot of guys that like, they jumped on, they're like, oh, this is my chance. Like, you know, Frankie goes to Hollywood and hit it right. up big and right. they just end up being some mediocre dude that, you know, cause they didn't have all the other parts in place. Right. Yeah. And that, that has to be in place beforehand. Mm -hmm. You also like to throw around some heavy weights. I know that like right now you're, uh. You're kind of bulking up, getting yeah, thick, yeah. And uh, you got some goals to uh, hit up a powerlifting meet. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been cruising a little bit. I, I partially tore forearm in July. Damn. And uh, so I've been having to kind of Steroids, shed it down. Steroids. That's proof that you're not natural, <laughs> by the way. And the veins. We're going over the muscle tears. We, we have, we have quite a few yeah. between you and I. Yeah, we were like old uh, war veterans talking yeah. over here. This is the twentieth year of training, though, man. You know. Um, so mm -hmm. I know when to shut it down and this year I've, I've kind of shut it down just a little bit, but start of the year, I was like, all right, let's, 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 let's get How some old muscle tears. I'm 30, I'm gonna be 36 next March. Oh damn. So it's up there, man. Keeping that there. young look though. It must be the hair, that it, long hair keeping you young. Take the skin steroids. What <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with that hair? Ooh. Um, I thought it was gonna be low maintenance, man, but now it just became my thing. And it's like mm. you know, I feel like I gotta keep it for the people when I got off the airplane. You know, it's the, kinda like a beard. When someone has a beard, everyone gets all excited about it. You can't lose it really. Like the people want to see the hair, so I gotta I gotta keep it's it. It's like smoky with his beard. Like if he trims it or something, people get all upset. That dude gets weekly haircuts. So that's that's what I thought this was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be low maintenance, but you have to do all those things that mm. you know, like have to you need special a special care for that? I no, not really. Not really. Um, Not too bad. Coconut oil. Yeah, there we go. Mm. That's basically all I use. You throw some coconut oil in there? That's it. That's <laughs> it. We're watching a video of you chucking around the 150-pound dumbbells. What's going on with that? Oh, my God. That was so reckless. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. I've actually gone. I can't do it right now, but it's a forearm thing. But I've, I've done the 160s for a set of four. So not bad for a guy 190. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's just absolutely uh, fascinating with how... You can make the human body look. Um, do, you, do you use kind of traditional bodybuilding techniques? Do you use powerlifting? I mean, it looks like you're kind of lifting pretty heavy. Or do you use a combination of things? You know, at, at the end, it's like what, muscles look cool, but they move joints. That's that's the main thing they mm -hmm. do, right? That's, that's their specialty. So if you progress performance-wise, even though it is a subjective sport, it's like, guess what? It starts to show on your physique. So I've, I've always... Like taking methods from powerlifters that they use to like get stronger and apply them to my training, and it's helped me a lot because I don't know. I, I like to think I'm decently talented, but there's some freaks out there, right. you know. Um, so, and I think people look at this and they're like, some some people, anyways, and they're like, that's there's no way, right? There's got to right. be a little something there. Um, man, there's some dudes out there that are just in SEMA. Yeah, get to see that homie walking around here and like <laughs> 230 pounds emaciated on stage. Yeah, what is that? So. So yeah, I've had to be intelligent about my training um, <laughs> now more than in previous years. But but yeah, no, I like to get stronger. I like to get stronger, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get strong one more time. I would imagine that this whole journey started with you being very thin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so, what body weight did you kind of start out at? Um, so 
I think I was about first day in the gym. I was probably 140 pounds, about mm-hmm. this height, 16 years old. Yeah. And I just right away, I didn't, I didn't want to lift weights because my dad lifted weights. <laughs> so I was, you know, you want to rebel against what your your parents are doing. Right. But it was like the first day there. I'm like, man, I think I could excel at this. I was doing other sports and doing mm-hmm. quite well. But this was the first sport where, because the other sports, I would just kind of show up, work really hard. I'm competitive. Right. And I would do okay. But with this, it's like what you put in is what you get on the other side. And right. that was very appealing to me. I was like, I've never been in a situation like that. And I remember, shoot, I remember <laughs> I was a crooked young man. <laughs> and I remember it just got me away from that stuff. And all I cared about was the gym. And like, mm. to be honest, in hindsight, it probably saved my life. Wow. Yeah. You were just kind of hanging with the wrong crowd, things uh, like that? So this was like the epic moment right here. I remember me and the friends, we were doing all sorts of stuff. And I get this phone call. They're like, we're about to do this tonight. Like, you need to come up and join us. And I had an epic chest day lined up. Uh-oh. Um, so I couldn't miss the epic chest day. Like, this is about pecs, guys. What are you guys <laughs> talking about? So I went to go do the pec thing. And then I get back home. We didn't have cell phones at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I get a phone call that, no, the homies got caught up. One of them was bit by a dog and I'm like, oh wow, like that's like that that would have been me right. in that situation. Damn. And we had been getting away with stuff up until that point. So I think right then and there I'm like, all right, I think you made the right choice. Let's just put our head down and, and, and work. Mm. Yeah. You, did you get in trouble a lot as a kid in general and uh struggle with school and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. No, I'd say so. Um I was talking to Smokey about this, but yeah, I was in and out of high school. Um and the only the first thing that I ever really committed to was like lifting weights, mm. and like through that I just like as soon as I started really being about that everything else just kind of came together. This kind of stuff it just fascinates me, you know. It is like uh, <clears throat> without some some form of responsibility, uh, um, then we don't really feel like we have much of a purpose, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it is I know that you know we talk about weights all the time on here. We always talk about lifting and talk about diet and stuff. But I don't think there's much else to talk about yeah. because I, yeah. I think that they're, they're so important towards any goal that you might have towards doing anything. Um, to look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and to think, oh, man, you know, he's successful because he, you know, threw around some weights and looked like it looked, uh, you know, different than everybody else. It's just so much deeper than that, yeah. you know, so much deeper than that. And the guy's been successful in nearly everything that he's tried. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous, but it's, it shouldn't be any surprise to anybody that the dedication that it took for him to be the person that he became for him to be the bodybuilder that he was, shouldn't be any surprise that he was able to, uh, you know, r- run, run for uh, governor. It was, should yeah. be no surprise. He was able to do all these other things after his bodybuilding career. I mean, I'm sure you wake up and it, you feel like it's your, you know, how like we hate to plateau in the gym and yeah. it's, it's like your moral ap- obligation almost to, you know, you personally, like to, you know, take steps forward, to do something different, to push yourself. Right. Like you just, you don't feel right if you don't have something like that. And that's you know, the weightlifting thing at this point, I think it's pretty automated. Like that's just take, I, that's the only way I know how to do it. Right. But like now it's gone to the point where it's like, okay, that's kind of on cruise control. Even when I think I'm cruising, I'm not cruising, man. Right. You know? Um, but it's all these other things that I wake up with. And I'm like, it's my moral obligation to wake up make a difference, leave this place better than I found it. Mm. And that's, that's just what keeps me going. And that wasn't me when I was 16, when I first started this, right. I was just kind of doing my thing. And yeah. And when you're a kid, I mean, all you're thinking, you know, well, not even when you're a kid, but even as you, even as you grow up and you start to 
become involved in a sport or something like that, you're really just thinking about yourself. Yeah. And now you're really yeah. thinking about how, how do I, and then as you get older, you start to become wiser and start to realize, oh, okay. Like if I, if I pour myself into some other people, then I actually move along a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a great phenomenon. Yeah. No. And, and like now we're here and like, I mean, it's, it's kind of dumb. It's like, it started with like shaving your body, and getting <laughs> but now we're, now we're, we're making a difference in it. It's just like, it's, I'm, I'm so thankful that I've, I found this because a lot of people go their whole lives, never finding that one thing that gets them going. What do you think the hardest part has been for you to stay uh, dedicated to or consistent to? Has it been the training? Has it been the diet? Has it been like the, just the kind of the overall lifestyle of like, I, I don't know if you're a guy that eats six times a day, but there's a lot of that that goes on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, man, uh, I, I think it doesn't even have to do with like all that others. Like it's just habits. Like, you know, like all the stuff you do now, like, you know, back when you were, you're, you're, you're you looked a little different, right? Yeah. Like it would have been, it would have been stressful, but this is not all, you know, right. You know, it's like not pushing a set. It's like, you, how, you don't know how to like not, not push a set. Right? right. Um, so lost my train of thought, but th- that's probably, it's like getting people to do that. Like through my work, that's probably, like that's my number one mission at this point mm. is to is to is to do that because I'm not going to be around forever, you right. know. Eventually, like all athletes, I'm going to have to be on that decline, right? And but I want to leave some sort of legacy that, that is, you know, right. That maybe encourages the next person to continue that trend. It's it's uh it's an interesting thing. Is like <clears throat> I feel the same way. I feel like I want to try to get people. If I can get people to feel a quarter of what I'm feeling, ten percent of what I'm feeling from training and from diet. Then, uh, then I'll feel like I've been pretty successful because they'll be like lured in by that. Yeah. They'll be screwed. Like they'll be just like you or I, where they, yeah. they have to kind of do this the rest of their life because the act of not lifting weights, not lifting weights makes them feel worse. The act of uh, eating ice cream outweighs the benefits and how they feel of eating steak and potato or something like that. See, yeah, see, it's no longer just about you. And I think that's the cool part. Right. And that's, that's what, I mean, that's what I work for like every single day. And it gets to be a point where it's, it doesn't even seem like a choice. It's just something that gets done. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something that you do. Yeah. To get as lean as you're, you are in some of these videos that we were just watching, um, are you doing cardio and stuff too? I mean, what, what is your, what does all this look like? So for some preps I did cardio for other, other ones, not too much. Um, I think it makes a difference. I think so. It just lets me eat more so that I can train harder. So that's probably the biggest thing I found. Do you think that there's, do you think that there's something to that? Because, you know, people talk about calories in, calories out type of stuff. But I noticed in my, uh, you know, eight weeks of bodybuilding, um, I know, I, I felt like it made more sense to have the cardio in there and, yeah. and to be able to eat more. It almost felt like, and I know it's like maybe not the exact way that it works, but it felt like, the lifting was to gain muscle. The food was to help fuel the muscle. Mm-hmm. And the cardio specifically was like for burning fat. Yep. I know it's probably a little bit more complicated yep. than just that. But that's really what it felt like it was doing. And it and it felt like if I was just to cut back on just calories, that maybe I would be not supporting my lifting mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It's So this last prep, I, I did cardio. I, I walked. That's what I did. I did 10,000 steps a day. And then mm-hmm. I would just... Add steps as I got stuck. At a pretty good rate or just walking period? Just cruising? just 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 walking. You yeah. know, sometimes if I had something to do, I'd, I'd walk a little faster. Yeah. But, you know, I'd, it was good productive time to put on some audiobooks or something and, yep. you know, do that. 
Um, but yeah, it, it just made it so that a lot of my like energy needs were, were just heightened via the, mm. the, the cardio. So it, it helped. I'll never do another prep without, I've done preps like with little to no cardio, but way better. This I was able to train way harder. Like I, I kept like, like 95% of my off season strength. Do you think maybe it's like, uh, almost in relation to sometimes people will say, um, somebody might say, uh, you can, you can bodybuild without carbs, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, you probably can, but it's just easier to have the carbs. Yeah. Would you kind of say the same thing with, with the cardio? Like, yes, you can get really lean and shredded and you can look great without the cardio, but it's just, you'll get there faster. It's a little easier to do it with the cardio. No, absolutely. You know, I felt like I was getting into the car through the car window when I was not doing cardio. It just made it a lot, a lot simpler, a right, lot more right. straightforward. No, I'll, I'll never do it without cardio again. And I lose fat really well, but still it made it so much easier, way easier. You, um, you work with a lot of people. You've helped a lot of people over the years and, and have you noticed, uh, you know, a hu- huge differences in the amount of, uh, requirements people need in terms of their macronutrients, in terms of their carbohydrates and fats and these different things? Yeah, yeah. So that that I mean, kind of all over the map. Same principles, but man, I, I think the biggest thing that you need to identify if you want to do this at some point is how do you store fat. So people who tend to store fat in their gut only, or mm. mostly in their gut, they tend to lose the easiest. So that's why, like, you have, you know, like uh, husband and wife get on the diet and uh-huh. do the South Beach diet because that's what the wife wants to do, and the husband's here losing all that weight because he has typical like male like body fat storage patterns, right. whereas like usually females they tend to sort in their lower Hips half more yep that when i see someone who's got abs but like their legs look like stuffed raviolis i'm like this is gonna fucking hurt gonna and that's hard. that's that's how it is so yeah that's probably the biggest difference is it it, it can tell just how by how you store fat mm. and how hard it is going to be for you like you want to see that guy that's got like vascular arms or a little gut like that's the dude that's just gonna just emaciate super easily um so that's that's the biggest thing and then i think the other thing is just the caloric needs are so different from person to person. Right. Yeah. Do you have any idea why? Uh, is it uh, not not the differences in caloric, but the first thing that you said about the male-female model there? Um, it, do you think it has to do with hormones or? I think. Or it's just mainly what you've seen. It's, I think a lot of it's what I've seen, but there's just a lot of, uh, so there's less circulation. Like, for example, you know how most butts are cold? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's very well, little. You, well, yeah, actually, it's like really weird, but you can't like tell if you if you asked yourself, "Is my butt hot or cold?" and you try yeah. to answer it, and then you touch your butt, you'll be wrong most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> most butts are cold. There's very little circulation yeah. going through there, yeah. and like a lot of the muscles in that hip area, so it's hard to mobilize fat through there. Right, um, and just women tend to have it that way a little bit worse mm-hmm. than men. It's hard to get rid of that shit, huh? Yeah, Stephanie's butt's always cold at night. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. freezing. Butts are cold. Butts you gotta cold. you gotta warm it up. Yeah. That's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get close to it and warm, warm, warm that peach up. Yeah, Mark, if you ever need somebody to let you know if your butt's cold or not, I'm here for you, buddy. You're right behind me? <laughs> right behind you, yeah. <laughs> in in uh, a lot of your bodybuilding, I remember Lane uh, mentioning to me uh, that you could eat like crazy amount of carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, what level of carbohydrates were you consuming? So I think this was the first prep where I had to dip down under 400 grams a day, mm. so... That's like 1,600 You're calories. You're slowing it's, down. It's, yeah, the old can <laughs> thing is happening. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with I'm just way more sedentary now mm. compared to, to before. Um, so that, that's a big thing. It's like, you know, if, if you're a server somewhere, you're probably going to use up a, little, a, few, a bit more right. caloric intake than, because people often, they, they relate a lot of the caloric intake to metabolism, but it's more so a person's like drive to move 
whether it be conscious or or not. Because you remember, what did a flight of stairs look like to you <laughs> when you were deep into your prep, right? Yeah. Your body just, it finds a way to mm-hmm. like make budget cuts. And a lot of it is just movement throughout the day that, you, you know, you don't right. realize it gobbles up a lot of like calories. Right. So you're a big believer in, in calories in, calories out, flexible dieting type stuff, right? Ish, but I've been kind of... It's a trap, man. It's mm. it's like a lot of people use that because uh, like with your system, I remember one thing when when you started to lose the weight, like, yep. yeah, you might have labeled it something, but it was a right. change in behaviors. That was right. the biggest thing. Right. Whereas if people don't focus on behaviors and they just solely rely on a system that's like their problem solver, like end all system, those are the people that they, they don't last very long, and you might have like two, three good years out of them, but then mm. that's it. Because like, what are your default like systems now? Like if if you didn't have like if things weren't laid out the way they are for you, like, in yeah, a, if I want to go haywire, I'm going to eat a freaking quest bar. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's me partying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's me going, going nuts. I mean, occasionally I'll say, you know what? I've been doing this for a long time and I'm just going to, I'm going to take the weekend off yeah. or take a couple of days off. And I feel like I can do that now, but in the past that would have been a big, <laughs> yeah, a big mistake. Cause my mindset was so different. And I bet you it looks different. You know, yeah. like you probably sneak in a few things there that people are like, you don't have to do that. It's your, it's your weekend off. So, right. I, I believe in flexible diet. I think I think that like it does come down to calories, but most systems kind of take care of that by default, like without knowing. But, yep, but I agree. At the end, like the biggest thing before you decide to compete is like you need to have good habits, and that's that's what you did, right, homie? Because you you had your habits in place. You just right. added a few things to it, and you did a bodybuilding show. Right. No, I think that when people are saying that they're on a diet, they're really uh, they're the goal of the diet really is to is to truly try to change a lot of their habits. Yeah. A yeah. lot of their bad dietary habits, a lot of maybe even just like lifestyle habits. Maybe yeah. they go to bed late. I, I think a huge problem that, that a lot of people are facing and uh, you know, you, you're not really sure what comes first, the kind of chicken or the egg, you know, are you are you uh making bad choices with your food because you're fatigued every day because you're not sleeping, or are you consuming bad food, you know, just shitty food in general? And uh, that's causing a cascade of problems, one of which is that you're not uh, sleeping very well. Yep, yep, yep. You know, some people are getting so heavy and so big that they're not as motivated to move because they're too big to, they're like, ah, a flight of stairs doesn't look great, I'm going to take the elevator. There's those kinds of decisions being made all the time. Then there's also, um, you know, your food eventually, when you eat poorly, is going to affect your body a lot. And it's going to affect a lot of the things that we naturally have wired in our system that tell us you know hey go to bed and do this and do that and stay asleep but a lot of times when someone's not healthy they're going to wake up at two in the morning they're going to rip through their cabinet yeah yeah eat ice cream and whatever else is there when behaviors cascade if you do something good for yourself on this end you're going to start taking care of the sleep you're going to start taking care of the stress so you start getting things in order it just becomes automated i guess like this doesn't feel like an effort anymore it doesn't you know like you i have my I'll take my evening off and just, you know, go have right. a few beers with the boys. But at the, like, I wake up the next morning and it's like, hey, whey protein, shake some fruits. Yeah. And like, it's right back at it. And right I, back don't, to work. I don't know any other way. Do you feel that maybe the, maybe the negative, uh, the negatives outweigh the positives a little bit? Like they're a little stronger. Maybe there's just like, I don't know. Or, or do you think that's just bad habits over a period of time, making it feel like the negatives easier? Like it's easier just to eat pizza. I think, ooh, yeah, yeah, I, ooh, yeah. That's that's complicated, man. So there's so many <laughs> things that go into like why people do things. Yeah, but but man, uh, the biggest thing is just 
figuring out something that's just it's just, it's just as automated as, as can be for you. Like when you were doing the no carb thing, like that was did you have to think? No, no, that's yeah. what made it easy. Yeah, that's what yeah. made it easy. Is and and for somebody else, maybe that maybe it makes it easy for them to just write down everything. Yeah, maybe it makes yeah. it easy for them to count calories. So like. For a while, I was kind of like beat, bashing people over the head with the war on carbs type thing and saying, hey, like, you know, this is dumb that you're so concerned about counting calories, but then you're eating, you know, you're eating a Pop-Tart or whatever, right? But at the same time, I'm like, well, all the diets are basically trying to say the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. what you mentioned already, which is you got to change your habits. The reasons why you have to change your habits is you have to have some form of control. We have to figure out a way to get control because ultimately we are in search of being able to control the overall calories that we're consuming versus the overall calories that we're burning. And yes, it might not be a one-to-one -one ratio and it might not be perfect and it might be different mm -hmm. in every single person. Uh, it might be hard to account for how many calories are truly in things. Like we already know all these things, but really we're just trying to get some control, trying to gain some self-control. And that's going to be a lot of there's going to be, might be a lot of habits to break. Yeah. And for the person out there that's like, you know, I kind of want to do something like that. Because a lot of people that say that, you know, they're cool with how things are. I think especially in the strength community, sometimes you see that a little bit. But it can get to the point where it's, it feels like the good habits feels like mindless is like when you're just having pizza. And, you know, like that's, that's what my whole life feels like. It feels like I'm having pizza all day. But <laughs> I think most people look at it like. That's actually, a, yeah, that's actually a really great way to put it. I think that makes a lot of sense yeah. for people, like, because if they're they're kind of audible, their go to is, you know, that there's no food at home and they just order pizza. Mm -hmm. Well, now the go to is that thing that you cooked earlier in the week. It's just sitting there, whether it's meatballs or chicken breast and rice or whatever it was that you is your go to. It's now sitting there, and I think you know a really a really big failure I think for most people is thinking that when you go on a diet that there's going to be this, this crazy amount of sacrifice. Yeah. There's some sacrifice, but like if you're 300 pounds and you, and you just want to start to lose some weight and get some momentum, small sacrifices will help you to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. Some small changes will help you to lose weight. Start walking, start drinking more water, start sleeping a little bit more. Maybe just cut back on soft drinks that have calories in them. And like you might be on your way to losing five or 10 pounds. Like I, when I make decisions, like life-changing decisions, like something maybe new that I want to do that's like meditating, whatever, right? It's like I always start off and I give myself like an amount that I know I'll thrive with as opposed to like, can I get this done? So you start with like very little, you're right? you know, and you always want to feel like you're ahead. Like I can do this on my worst day. And the issue with most people is they go from being that 300-pound dude to like, you know, I'm going to do all these things and like live like Jay Cutler. It's right. Like, Good luck. That's going to be like two weeks for you. And in your comparison there, it would be like you're, you're, you're thinking about meditating. You're like, I'm going to be a Shaolin monk tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, uh, why don't you, first of all, why don't you just try to like be without your phone for 30 seconds, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and just, yeah. just, just chill and try to, you know, whatever your version of meditation is, uh, different people kind of have their different, some people like to listen to music. Some people say that, you know, no music. Some people say, close your eyes. Some people say it doesn't matter, but find, find a version that you think is good. And try to do two minutes. If you do one week, one day a week, like what is that? Then that's way more than you were doing, anyways. <laughs> right. Oh, you know what's next for me? I want to do the dopamine fast. I don't know if you've heard about that. No. So you know how we get like a you little know, pick up the phone, a little dopamine hit there, oh, a little yeah. drink, dopamine, mm -hmm. right? 
um, lifting weights, like we're going to get dopamine faster or we're going to fast away from it. We're going to fast. We're going to fast. We're going to get away from it for one day. Yeah. So basically one day, no nothing, no nothing, no talking to anyone. You just lock yourself up somewhere. Um, oh, so you just do it for a day. For a day, for a day. And all you have. Can't uh, jerk off. No, uh, because <laughs> I mean, I, I get a lot of dopamine from that. Um, yeah, just you and your notebook. Just you and your notebook alone for one day. And that's something that at some point, I'm scared to do that one, man, because that mm. one freaks me out. It's like I can't. It's crazy because it's 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 only it's only one day, mm-hmm. but man, one day will seem really really long. I, you know, I've done. Think about the different things that you've done, like, you know, and you try to devote like a period of time to it. You know, an eight week bodybuilding prep, or to, you know, twelve, or sometimes a lot natural guys sometimes will do twenty, thirty weeks, right? Yep. yep. You really diet for a long time. When you start to think about like dedicating a, a time slot to something. Um, even, even if it's just like meeting up with somebody, somebody's like, Hey man, you got some time on Tuesday to meet up at 10 o'clock. You're like, ah, like stresses you the hell Mm -hmm. out, you know? Mm -hmm. So to try to pin yourself down for one day and say like, I'm not gonna, you know, have my phone. I'm just gonna like kind of chill. Well, I mean, what other things would you have to avoid to like, would you just not eat that day? You'd fast. I think you fast. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Cause I think it's just water, just water in a notebook in a cave somewhere. Damn. I'd be with that though. I'm scared shitless to do it, but yeah, it sounds to do scary. It. Where'd you hear that from? You know, you go down the YouTube <laughs> rabbit hole. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you, you end up you, know, same. you start with midget strippers, and then you end up way hmm. over here. Yeah. So that's how does it always start out with midget strippers? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> that's the center of the I, rabbit I like hole. The, I like their squat leverages. That's, that's uh, I'd imagine if you did this dopamine fast, you'd probably realize how much time you actually had, like, to kind of devote to yourself. You know what I feel would happen the very next day? I would, all those things that you kind of put off, you're like, yeah. I can't wait to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I'm a, I'm gonna get working on my, my front yard, <laughs> something like that, you know? So I, I, can, I can see that yeah, happening. All the stuff that you've been putting aside because you're like, ah, I get to that later. And then mm-hmm. now you're just like, nah, I get to do it. I could do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What makes you tick, man? What gets you fired up? Mm. What gets you out of bed every day, fired up for the day? I guess the fact that I've made it this far already is something that like I use to just in my own way. Like I've 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 done more than I ever thought I would. Um, but I also felt like I wasted a lot of time. Like when I look back, mm-hmm. I'm like, if if I could have taken this young man at like twelve, thirteen, you know, whatever, like built him up. Like, I think things would have been even better. And you can't, sometimes you can't help but like dwell on that. But the fact that it's like, I, I see the the power in just like keeping your feet moving and, and doing something. Like now it's like, okay, you can still do a whole lot. Like, you know, if things go well, I'm about half up, the, about the halfway point, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's what keeps me going. It's like, don't waste no more time, you know, do something, you know, better now. And what you, you can do when you can just keep those feet moving. It's, it's pretty crazy. I try to share the message here on this show a lot with, uh, you know, never do nothing, you know, do more, be more, the more that you can do, the more that you can handle. And, you know, the bodybuilding thing kind of takes that, it takes it really, really far. Yeah. Um, but in the middle of, of bodybuilding prep, it's kind of a magical spot to be in. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's a really, it's 
when you start to really start to diet and you start to come, you start to come closer to the show, that's not a great spot to be in for, there's a bunch of reasons. I, I don't know about you, but like, I also felt myself being really judgmental. Yeah. yeah I was like yeah. looking at other people eating. I'm like, that guy's a fat fuck. Why is he, why is he stuffing his face with that? And then I'm like, why am I having such negative thoughts? Why do I care what that guy's eating? He's enjoying himself. Why should I even care? But the middle of that bodybuilding prep is a really special place to be. And it feels like you're spinning a lot of plates at once. You're getting in shape. You're knocking out your cardio. It's all a bunch of work that you like made up for yourself, right? Yeah, like the yeah. diet, maybe you have a coach, but it's something that you agreed upon. You're like, I, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this this way. And you gave yourself like almost, you almost gave yourself so much shit to do that you don't have a second to like sit down and, and breathe and really yeah. think about anything else. It's that spot right before you become useless where you're, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in that mode. Your and if coach you... takes away your fat, your carbs or something. You're like, ah, just pulled the rug out from underneath me, man. But it's, I, I, it's my I, lifeline, I, bro. I want to live in that spot. Like that's, that's where I'd like to go. Um, I think Mike O'Hearn lives there. Oh, I think he does, man. I think, <laughs> I think it's the mayor. Was... Yeah. Yeah. He's the gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah. He's seen people. He might not let you in, bro. <laughs> With that hair. <laughs> but. No, I, I, I know what you're talking about in that, because if you do it right with your prep, is you're doing that, you're taking care of other things as well. Like, I think a coward just does the Herman thing where they're like, you know what, I'm a prep and like, fuck everything else, fuck my relationships, mm. you know, my responsibilities. And they just, I was like, they, they, people see that as hardcore. I'm like, dude, that's, that's, that's the cop out. That's, that's the cop out. So the, that, that sweet spot where you have everything going and you're just like a fucking machine. Like that is like with anything in life. I remember walking into my first, uh, it was organic chem class and I'd just done my first prep and pff, fuck, I killed myself to get in shape that year. I remember I was so intimidated because the class was a six unit class. Mm. Most big math classes are five. So they kind of, they're telling you like, you're about to get run over. Like your life is over is what six units means. Um, I remember looking at all these foods and I'm like, I just fucking did something that no one in this class could do nobody it makes you feel superior <laughs> it, it does but you know i'm a competitive guy and yeah. that's how, that's how i, I yeah I just, no it's not negative know? no it's not negative it's positive yeah but people in that class gonna get an a yeah you know so i'm like if i just did this and you guys couldn't touch that i'm about to go do the same thing i'm about to crush this class and i think that's something that a lot of athletes fail to get from what they do in here you you guys do stuff that's like incredible that's crazy but it stays there and that's that's unfair to you it's really, it's really, really powerful. Uh, when, like, if you're sitting in a classroom, there's like 40 people in there. You might think, okay, I can't outrun that dude. I can't out jump that guy. I can't, you know, uh, out gymnastics that girl over there. I can't out do this or that with this person. But when you feel that you are mentally stronger than everybody else in the room, like that is. That is an amazing, you know, I, I've, you know, been powerlifting since the time I was a kid and, and most rooms that I've been in a lot of times when I go into a room, I could say, yeah, like, it's kind of cool. Like I'm stronger than everybody in the room. Like it feels good, but I'll tell you what, nothing compares to, to feeling like you have more mental strength or more heart. Yeah. And it might not even be true because yeah. who knows what people who like. Who cares? You believe it. Yeah. You don't. Right. That's the main thing is yeah. that you believe it. And that, that's a belief in yourself. That's deep. Like that comes from. Who knows where it comes from, but it comes from like your gut it comes from way down deep. And if you were, if, if they were to bring you up in front of class and say, Alberto, it seems like you got a chip on your shoulder. What's going on today? And you're like, I'm better than every motherfucker in this room because I'm on this strict ass diet. And I don't think any of you suckers can follow it. 
right? I mean, you'd be able to like kind of say that. And, and when you said it, you wouldn't, mm-hmm. your words wouldn't be quivering. You wouldn't be stumbling over them. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be second guessing yourself. You'd be, that's the way you actually feel in that moment. Well, I mean, when you think about like us humans, like we're, we're weak and puny. Like even Bo Jackson, like, you know. Oh, like I don't the, talk about <laughs> The animal kingdom be like, whatever. But yeah. what we do have is this thing up here that's just, it's insane. And people don't tap into that. Um, so like you can be the shittiest athlete, but if you got this stuff, like I, I, I feel like I'm a pretender sometimes, Yeah, you know, I feel like there's a lot of guys that are way more talented than me, but I'll, I've, I've rolled through them because, right. because of, of that, because of that belief. I think it's important to keep that mindset. You got to have that kind of like white belt mentality where you're like, I haven't done shit yet. Yeah. What do you think when you go down before a heavy ass squad is not like, uh, I don't think it's going to go up. So there's no doubt in your mind. And that's how you should approach it. I'm not sure if I'm going to make this <laughs> right. Like that's not a bad, that's not a good way no, to go into that. No, you don't say, Oh shit. You know, yeah. you, I, I only see myself doing it. That's, that's it. And the most productive people I've been around, it's really rare to see them fail. Yeah. You know, they might mess up something here and there, but, um, the whole time I worked with Stan efforting, helping him get ready to break yeah. all time world records. I saw him miss one lift. You know, I saw him miss one. I saw him miss one bench attempt. Or I guess, now that I think about it, I saw him miss two lifts because he missed the deadlift in competition where he tore his hamstring. So I saw him miss one bench press. I saw him miss one deadlift. And the bench press that he missed, he corrected it in the meet on game day mm. when it mattered most. But most of the time, like, he was very confident in his strength. He was very confident in what he was doing. And, uh, you know, I was kind of helping him call some of the numbers. But he, he would just hit just enough weight to get out of it what he needed. And he wasn't there to, like, really show off or anything. It was just... This is the work that needs to get done for the day, and this is what I'm doing. And that's 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 the whole amnesia thing. Like, say, say what you want about Donald Trump, for example, but like that homie, like he he can do anything. Yeah. And if he messes up, he's like, I'll get it this next time. Yeah. And there's no doubt in his mind. Oh, the the things that he tweets and the things that he says are, I know it upsets a lot of people, and people get people get crazy yeah. about it. But you think, man, that got like, is there anybody mentally stronger than that yeah. guy? Yeah. Like he he just. Somebody will say something. It could be true about him. It could be an allegation that's yeah. true about him. He'll be like fake news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, here's here's what I like to take from people. It's it's like I heard this somewhere, but like you got to pick your role models a la carte. Yeah, you, know? mm. like you don't mm. like take everything about that person. But everyone, everyone who's successful has something that right. you're like I can I can vibe off that and I can apply that to myself and I should try to you know get a little bit of that myself. So well, I like that because. Who knows what Arnold Schwarzenegger does behind closed yeah. doors? Or who knows what? Who knows how Donald Trump actually mm-hmm. is? Um, but I think what people get confused about too is like, you know, saying that someone like Donald Trump does A, B, and C. It's like, wait a second, that's fine that you're saying that, mm-hmm. but does that have anything to do with him being the president of the United States? Yeah. Like, if it does, then maybe there's some real general concern. But like, let's keep in mind like what we're what we're looking for, you know, you think of someone like OJ Simpson who committed these horrific acts. It doesn't take away the fact that he was a hall of fame running back. Yeah, he yeah, was, he yeah. was a great running back. And so if you're aspiring to be like somebody, maybe you're only aspiring to be like just part of what you're seeing yeah, and not everything else that goes on. Cause you don't know what goes yeah, on. Yeah. No, it's maybe way safer should, to do it that way. Yeah. yeah. Much safer. Maybe you aspire to be more like your mom or more like your dad, yeah, you know, yeah. somebody that you really, you know, you've been around them a lot. You've seen them make the right decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, speaking of moms. I know you close with your parents. And same Hell thing yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Close with your mom, your mom, mama's boy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, I got her to retire, and I'm like, just come and move in with me. 
Oh, really? So, yeah, it's just like your job is to take care of the dogs while I come away. Oh, that's cool. So, that's uh, like the least I could do. She put up with my shit for so long. <laughs> she's so. chilling with your dogs right now? Yep, that's what she's doing. She's Damn, out in Colorado smoking cool. a doobie with the dogs in the porch. She's the one who actually <laughs> writes the bodybuilding programs when you sign up for Alberto's stuff. Her and the guy from India. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, your mom checked in. She's like, I shared today's podcast. Make sure you guys keep your language clean. Like, yes, oh, mom. No. We will. Oh, no. <laughs> done a good job. Yeah, no, we're fine. When you're uh, when you're getting ready for a bodybuilding show, and uh, you know we we saw these striations popping out of everywhere, um, does that do the exercises play into that somewhat, or is it just uh, is it diet or combination? What do you got going on there? No, I think it's more diet and just development. You know, unfortunately, the way things grow is the way they grow. Um, but no, I think the biggest thing is just keep dieting and don't be afraid to lose. Like, I have no muscle, like you know, like, relatively speaking, but I'm not afraid to diet because I have nothing to lose. Right. I think that's something with the big dudes because that's what makes them unique and big. Right. They don't want to see a certain number on the scale. But if you keep going, like you saw this, you know, some of your body parts that maybe you were a bit like, questionable about as you got yeah. leaner, you're like, hey, they look all right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah actually, I know I, I was, uh, I was kind of always the person that would say like, man, like I'd be a horrible bodybuilder because yeah. I've, I've torn both my biceps. I tore my pec. I've, I've torn this, I've torn that. So I'm like, that would just not you know, look good. And then I had Hani Rambad on the podcast one day and he was like, you know, there's like, there's a show here in Sacramento and it's, uh, in like nine weeks. And he's like, you're doing it. And I was like, okay. That's how it happened. Okay. I was like, if you're going to help me, then, yeah. cause I don't, I was like, I know zero about bodybuilding. So I was like, if you're going to help me, uh, then that would, you know, of course I'll do it. Cause I, I need going to need some damn help, you know, in order to do it. But you know, it was, it was a, it was a challenge, you know, it was hard. It was hard to, it was hard to jump into something like that, yeah. but you know, it was reassuring to have someone like that who's got so much experience, you yeah. know, somebody that can kind of lead you, lead you through it. And he kept making tweaks and I don't know what he's looking at or what he's not, you know, he's looking at these pictures I'm sending him every morning of me in my underwear, basically. <laughs> I'm sure he's getting off on it or something, but you know, he's telling me, Hey, like eat this, Hey, switch from this vegetable to that vegetable. I'm like, what? I'm like, what difference is that going to make? And then sure enough, three days later, I'm a lot leaner. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm not going to question. I'm just going to keep going. Hey, but that whole process is a trip. It, it, it like it, speaking of the dopamine fast, it's it's almost like that. Like for you're cruising, and it's like this weird. Like life slows down. Yeah, you know, and that's what I go back for. Like every few years, I go back because I'm like I need to go through that again because I always come out a better person on the other side, and I always push more than I thought I could. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about like doing something here at the gym where you know I invite some people here. I don't know exactly how it would work, but like we train super early. They eat, you know, we all eat the same. Like oh, we kind of yeah. go through a little bit of that process. Yeah. I just don't know how long you'd have to go through it to really, to really yeah. feel it. It's, it's almost like a thing. self-improvement camp, but it's like hidden and, right. and, and you know, the pills hidden and like all this other stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when you do bodybuilding prep, I'd imagine you probably get up pretty early too. Cause it's like, there's a lot to do. If, if yeah, if I want to bodybuild, I got to stay on top of my other stuff. So, yeah, the time management thing becomes a huge, huge component of your success. Have you utilized uh, any sort of intermittent fasting or anything like that in your bodybuilding prep? Yeah, yeah. So the way I roll with it is, like, I'll wake up, I do my cardio, and I'll eat until when I'm hungry. When I'm hungry, I'll wait until, like, you know, I'm like, okay, I think I can use a meal. Um, and the only thing that's kind of staple is probably the, the pre-training meal because I think it's the most important meal mm. when you are prepping because that's yeah. what's going to get you through your training. Um, but no, I've, I've done that. I've, I, my meal frequency can vary from sometimes two meals a day to like, you know, four. So mm. it's somewhere around there. That's unusual for a bodybuilder. Very, very. Yeah. But you know, I think it's one thing, I, it's one thing that I've done over time is like, let's remove the rules that like 
aren't really doing anything for you and they're just like another thing on your checklist. Yeah. So we've got it to that point now. So do you think um, all these different things matter? Like, uh, do we need to have, you know, uh, your, what, 170, 180 pounds? Mm, it, on stage? Uh, what do you weigh now? Um, 190. 190? Damn! Yeah. yeah. Breaking the scale. So at 190, like, do you need to have, you know, 180, 190 grams of protein every day? Or like, do you, do you kind of throw out some of those rules mm. when you're dieting? You, the, the fatter you are, the, the, the less your protein needs go down and the mm. calories go up. Same thing. So right now, you know, I have a comfy amount of fat and, um, and, and, uh, and I'm eating at least enough every day. So my protein needs probably come down to about a gram, maybe a little bit over, but maybe a little bit under as well. Mm-hmm. But when I'm prepping, it's like, no, they need to be. A little bit higher because, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, you need some sort of food too, right? I mean, like, so that's where the vegetables come in. It's like, you know, I, we can get in this big debate about, you know, what the hell vegetables yeah. do or don't do for you, but they don't have a whole lot of calories in them. Mm-hmm. And so you're not starving and you don't yeah. want to kill everybody in sight. Have some damn vegetables have yeah. some, and get some fiber in your system, right? Oh, and protein intake too. I think that it helps a lot with behavior. I think honestly, for most guys that are just like looking to get rolling, it's like, hey, stop and eat protein five times a day. It right. will automatically change your behavior. My brother's actually obese. My brother's like 350 pounds. Mm. It's a big, big dude. Yeah. And I remember he just wasn't ready for the change, but he's like, what can I do? And I'm like, let me give you something you can thrive off of. Just eat a whey protein shake before every meal. And he quit because he's like, it works too well. I can't have my 10 tacos, bro. So, <laughs> but yeah, protein right. is very satiating along with the veggies. I mean, 200 grams of carbs, you and I can pound that away like in 15 minutes. 200 yeah. grams of protein. We have to reschedule things after that. You <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah. That's true. Yeah, you eat 200 grams of protein and you're not doing much after that. No, but 200 grams of carbs, that sounds like a good time, you know? It does. It sounds, yeah, it sounds easy, especially with some rice, get like a little soy sauce going on there or something. Go to Cold Stone, you got your 200 grams of carbs. <laughs> what about the types of food that you eat in bodybuilding prep? Does that, that get pretty strict too or, or do you, are you just uh, don't care too much? It does. It does. Um, it's crazy because when you prep, like I like to think that I have my stuff, but you develop like a transient eating disorder. You know, it's like short lived. I remember eating like a whole package of rice cakes. I'm like, I'm going to eat this every day when the, like, the season's done. It's like, no, I just, now I'm just <laughs> eating rice because, you know, it's, it's easier. Right. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think the majority of my foods, like obviously like quality is important because you're not eating enough calories. So like what you should mm-hmm. be eating should be, you know, foods that, right. that do a little bit more for you than just give you energy. Um, so, you know, and I think a multi is great, but there's always, you know, nature, it has a purpose, right? So, like, right. you know, there's all these things that are attached to whatever you want in broccoli that, like, there's transport systems so that you can use them appropriately. So, I, I think the majority of your foods should be that. But then also, um, what ends up happening, uh, those foods are much more satiating, which is important because, like, I, I swear to you, like, 99% of bodybuilders cheat on their diet. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. You, you, it's like, no. If you get to know a guy, he'd be like, yeah, so I had three incidents this prep. So it minimizes it when you eat foods that are a little bland, high and satiety. Right. And I remember, so the first strict diet, I remember Cheerios was like the one thing that I had that was like kind of moderately tasty. I remember tasting those Cheerios and I'm like, whoa, like they taste like fucking Fruit Loops to me right Isn't now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. So wild. it changes your palate. And I think it makes it easier. Like the dude that's like putting sprinkles and doing the IIFYM thing. <laughs> I'm like, that dude's suffering. He's suffering because what happens after you eat that? You can do that again. Whereas like, I have one of my more traditional meals. It's like, okay, I'm good. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay for two hours or something like that. Right. You know? Yeah. It's hard to like in, in your bodybuilding prep, it's hard to like fit in anything that really has mm-hmm. a lot of flavor. Cause it kind of sends you down the wrong path. Yeah. yeah. You know, Hani was even sharing with me, like 
he gave me some greens, which is a supplement that he has, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, I said, how many times a day can I have this? And he's like, we'll just have it like once a day. And then if like, I don't know, maybe a couple of days later, I asked him, like, can I have that like two or three times a day? Cause I just like the flavor of it. Yeah. He's like, no man. He's like, don't mess with it. He's like, when you, he's like, it's, it, you're better off, you know, you're going to, you, you'll be in more control more often and you'll be able to stay on your diet better. He's like, I know you're a former fat kid. So he's like, just have it once a day. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, but what happened made sense. Like after your show, you have that first meal and you enjoy it. It's cool. Yeah. But it's not nearly as wonderful as it tasted to you when you were eating that routinely. No. It's crazy how that is, right? Yeah. Well, and then also you're like, you're also kind of like thinking like, what's all this going to do to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you don't you don't want to uh, end up paying the price sitting on the toilet all day. And but that's, that's ultimately what happens. <laughs> that is what happens anyways. But yeah, it's, you, you, you can, it goes back to behaviors. So like whatever you eat, like frequently enough, it just kind of becomes what you like. Do you run into a lot of people when you're helping them? Do you run into a lot of people who have been, uh, for lack of a better term, just, uh, sorry, mom, eating like a pussy for a long time. Like you've just run into a lot of people that are, they're into this fitness thing. They're, they're into working out. Not just, not just women. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people realize that men have all the same hangups about being fat and being heavy that, that women do. Um, do you run into a lot of people that just, they actually just need more calories? Oh yeah. yeah. They just need like more food. They're not eating enough. So back in our day, we used to bulk, man. <laughs> yeah. Like that was the thing. But mm-hmm. like now, like everyone wants to be like aesthetic, you know? So I remember it, one time telling my wife, I was like, I was like, man, I wish my waist was a little bit smaller. She's like, you sound like a girl. <laughs> She's like, you need to just stop. She's like, why would you have a small waist? She's like, that's stupid. And I was like, I guess you're right. I guess it is stupid. If you think it's dumb, then I'm on board with that. Yeah, the body dysmorphia that comes with it, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. You go through Instagram and everyone's like lean and throwing back their pictures and you know, you feel like, but like, honestly, I, I bulked up super heavy at some point. I don't know if you know that. Guess my top weight. Guess my top weight. Guess my top weight. What was the heaviest you think I've ever 190 now. I'll say 240. Yeah. Dude, how'd you guess that? Yeah. 240. So I was 240 and it was just because I thought it was what I needed to do to get the job done. Total waste of time, but it was, it involved a lot of discipline because I spent a lot of summers being the fat kid. I'm like, wait till I cut. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people, because they want it now, they don't want to go through that transition Mm -hmm. phase where, uh, you know, you're transitioning. It's not gonna, it's not the end goal. Right. So yeah, that, that is an issue that I have with, uh, and I think especially it's like, if if you're not gonna, if you're going to stay natural, it's like, guess what? Like muscle is like, (laughs) it's sparse. It's like, try to maximize it. And you're just going to look better because even when you're a little fat, when you have muscle, it looks all right. Right. You know, it doesn't like it contours things. It holds it up. What do you think, um, like fasting can do for do for some people because i you know I've, i was kind of blown away that, that it was even like a thing when some people started mentioning yeah. fasting i'm like this is ridiculous you know you gotta if you want to be jacked you gotta eat a lot you know you need a lot of food and so when i first started to hear about this stuff i was like this is garbage and i was like well, okay that doesn't make sense for me to bash it i never tried it so let me try it and i played around with it i actually like it and i've actually um incorporating some some more fasting right now um what are some of your thoughts on it and by no means am I an expert in this, but it goes back to like the dopamine thing. Like we get that from food. Yeah. So if you cut out maybe your first two meals, you know, you, know, you get rid of your, your frosted flakes in the morning and you're just right. kind of focused on your day and what you have to do, that's what becomes your next high. It's like, I got this done. Let mm-hmm. me move on to the next. So I think that's where you become occupied in the stuff that you need to get done. And, you know, like the early part of your day sets the tone for the rest of the day. I, yeah. when I, when it's, the, when my early part of my day is kind of shitty, 
it kind of carries over into the rest. So I think that's what it does because most people choose to fast early on in the day. Right. I think that's that's what it does. It's like they they they're just more useful. They get more done. Right. And if they do have an issue with being food focused, it kind of removes it for a while because it's not an option. If you're fasting, you don't get to eat till like one or two p.m. or what have you. It's just it's okay. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Let me go take care of those things that I need to take care of to have a good day. That's what I'm liking about it right now. It's just I I feel like you know I have a lot to get done each and every day just like a lot of other people but i got a lot on my plate and i'm like man you know what it's just like two or three times during the day where i just kind of get sidetracked by yeah. eating and then uh when i eat i gotta poop the more i eat the more i poop imagine that and uh that that also takes time but it's also just uh all the meal prep yeah. i mean that takes away some yeah. time as well so you know now you know that I'm messing around with some fasting. I can leave the house. I don't need to. I don't need to try to bring anything with me. I don't need to be like prepared. I know that just when I go home, I'm gonna. And the other thing is too. I I, I kind of like to like. Yeah. I kind of like to overdo it a little bit. So I like to have a bigger meal. I like to get some. You know. Do you think that's okay to do it with a fasting style of diet? Yeah. Yeah. No. That's one You'll of the pound perks. some food. Yeah. When I'm dieting, it's like, hey, it actually, look, doesn't look like a baby man meal. You know, it looks <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Right. But, you know, this is kind of going too far. I'm going to be like, this dude came stoned in here. But it's just kind of expanding okay. on it too we're, much. We're high on Kratom. My buddies are going to get a kick out of that one. Um, but it, it kind of goes like, so when humans started to like plant things and like agriculture became a thing, it gave you more time. Because it used to be like, hey, you know, get out your spear. Let's go hunting. Mm. And it just gives you time to, like, it gave them time to be creative, to, like, develop other things. And that's when civilization started to flourish. So it happens mm -hmm. at a micro level with people, I think, with fasting. Right. You're not, you know, busy looking for your next meal, occupied with that. You get shit done. What do you think about, like, ketones and keto diet? Like, the keto diet has kind of kicked off and, and people are all fired up about that. And, you know, what are some of your thoughts on a ketogenic style diet? Mm. Well, I think most people set up their keto diets uh, poorly. Like, you can... Uh, have so much protein sometimes it knocks you out of ketosis right um so a lot of people i think are just on low carb diets um, right which, that's really important as yeah. to say because most people are not on like a true traditional ketogenic diet that's going to make them produce uh, a large amount of ketones yeah. yeah yeah so personally i feel that it's it controls calories so right. that's the main thing it controls calories and then a lot of people when they you know they get carbs in there like their blood sugar gets a little wonky sometimes yeah um so i think what it does more than anything, it just creates some sort of stability. And it's a super easy to follow system. I think eventually you might get to the point where it's like maybe interfering with your weight training a little bit. And maybe you might sporadically add carbohydrates. Yeah. But it's not a bad place to start. It's, it's something that other habits can grow out of that. Right. So if you're talking about like just purely like scientifically speaking, there's maybe things we can do better. But unfortunately, like people, they're not paper, you know. Um, you have all these other things that come with every individual and if it's a good place to to get started and it gets you going just do it do it right and i i think what i've always tried to share with people even though you know I, i've liked these low carb diets mm -hmm. uh for a long time and that's really that's really most of what i've experimented with and i and i've done ketogenic diets where i'm eating more fat and i'm watching the protein and and things like that and i've i've measured my ketones every day and like all these different things and I found exactly what you're talking about. I found that when I'm on a ketogenic diet, that when there's the removal of all carbohydrates, uh, pretty much from the diet, that my workouts are flat. And I mm -hmm. think that we're selling ourselves short thinking that the workout like doesn't matter that yeah, much. The yeah. workout is huge. huge. The yeah. workout is a huge part of being able to acquire more muscle mass, uh, 
field acquire more strength and it's a huge part of you know us wanting to uh to basically just look jacked yeah you're not gonna look right if your training ain't right yeah, yeah. you got you got to be able to you got to be able to put in a, a a really good effort and also we love lifting yeah so yeah. you don't want to yeah. have you don't want your workout to be like eh, you know you don't want a yes. crap a crap workout and yeah of course when you do a keto diet for a little while you can hit some prs and stuff but if you start to lose a bunch of weight and you start to get flat your workouts are going to feel flat and it's it's not a not a great place to be what i've always done is i have done a low carb style diet maybe even go a little ketogenic and then i bring the carbs back in as soon as i start to feel flat as soon as i start to kind of feel like okay i got rid of the carbs i developed another new discipline because maybe for a little while let's say um let's say i get off my diet for a while We, we all we all end up hitting some rough patches here and there right we're all guilty of that and uh you're smashing pancakes every day and eating ice cream before bed and all these things then it's a good idea to say, all right, I need to kind of reset myself. Let me go back to whatever it was that you works for you. But for me, I'd always just go low carb. It's always worked well. And then I'll start bringing those carbs back in. Cause I'm like, my workouts are just worthless. And when actually when I was uh, like a teen and just kind of, it was like the first diet that I used to like get yeah. cut because it was, it was super clear and comprehensive and people like that. They don't like things that are overly, you can overload them. So I think they're, they're simple. Um, uh, you get some good results because you're removing calories from a whole food group initially. Right. So, you know, you, you, you will get fat loss. But the cyclical thing, the cyclical ketogenic diet, I think it gets sophisticated. I think at this right. point you have it down to the point where you can feel when you need it. Right. Most people probably need something that's more like set in stone and they learn from there. But cyclical ketogenic diets, if you're going to do it it's, and you lift weights, it's probably the, the best way to go about it. From your experience, what feels best to you to eat carbs on a non-training day or on a training day? Oh, so this was, I think, a huge difference maker for this last prep. Um, because when you think about weightlifting... Or not even eat carbs, I should say, but just, have, I guess, eat more, you know, on a non-training day or a training day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, could be car- carbs, could be higher or lower, whatever. My high-carb days, last prep, were on a off day. Because it's not what you had for breakfast that day that powers up, but, like, what you did the many days prior. Because that's, right. that's how those energy systems... It's like, what do you have stored already? It's um, kind of that old school mentality of, yeah. you know, back in the day when, uh, you know, the high school football team would meet up on like Friday or, or Thursday night and uh, have a big pasta dinner. And then yes. the next night they'd play football. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? No, that's exactly what it felt. Cause like what's most expensive about lifting weights is the recovery aspect. Mm-hmm. Like you can, it's not one meal that gets you recovered. That's why the whole post-workout thing never made sense. Cause it's like, yeah. so I'm going to have this whey protein shake and my rice and now I'm going to be like recovered. It's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, you can't go, go train, go train right now. See, see if it worked. It takes like many meals, many hours of sleep, many days if you're actually training hard. So to give yourself like a few days where you eat more food and you back off the training, I think, I think it's a great way of doing things. If you could have at least one day like that when you're going through a fat loss phase, and don't get bugged out by the scale because it's going to jump up. It's going to give you better results. Now, would that be like you can have at it and you can eat or you, you want to still keep it clean? So this last diet, I mean, this is, this is like my fifth contest prep. So I, I kind of like you. It's like I kind of know how to go by feel. Mm-hmm. But I think initially to start, you should probably have some sort of system because most people don't know <laughs> yeah. what they're looking for. You know, you're going to get reckless. Yeah. Yeah. So I think initially the more you need more structures, you start out and then like, you know, over time, you can kind of wing it because that is, once you become in tune with that, I think that's one of the, the best things you can do as an advanced athlete. It's like just kind of one of the benefits that you do have is that you understand, you actually know what your body's telling you as opposed to like what you want to hear. 
it's really weird thing when you like go through a process and you're like, oh man, I should have had like 50 more carbs. <laughs> Somebody would be like, what? Like, what the <laughs> right? hell, are you, right? the hell yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. You know? or, yeah. or a certain feeling you get, like I get certain feelings from lifting. Um, I thought yesterday was really productive. We did some uh, bench stuff and we were just benching for like two hours straight, three hours straight, <laughs> whatever it was. But I just thought it was really productive. I could like almost feel myself get stronger. I'm like, that's the kind of workout that I yeah. needed right now. Like that, that felt really good. But I think a lot of times when someone's newer, like maybe they're not feeling that, or maybe they're kind of like frustrated or didn't feel right to them or, or whatever, but they're not in tune with how it should really actually feel. I think this kind of bounces off that, but like, I think, you know, stress is stress is stress is that's how your body, mm-hmm. like it just, that's how, like, whether it's like, you know, discussion with, with the wife or, or right. a you know a huge squat day like your body kind of sees it in the same manner to some extent um that's one thing that i've i've worked on a lot is just managing my stress you know it doesn't mean my life is any less stressful but i, I kind of know where that cusp is at right you know and like sometimes just like food i can go back and i'm like fuck you know what today is it's that tuesday i had like it's it's that little window that four-hour window of chaos is like and it's I think to some people it sounds like a puss move. It's like, you know, like, you know, real lifters just go in there and just get it done. It's like, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can do that every once in a while, but like long-term, like you need to have all those things structured and organized as, as well. And it, is your training, uh, structured pretty good too? Do you try to like, uh, especially when you're in contest prep, you try to lift around the same time every day and like kind of have like a schedule going? Yeah. It just gets earlier and earlier. Cause you know what your energy does, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it starts to dwindle as the day goes on that's probably the only thing, but yeah, in terms of, and that's, that's where the rest of my life kind of benefits from it because, you know, if I want to fit the bodybuilding thing in, I have to take care of all my other responsibilities. So yeah, I just become very militant about things without knowing too. That's the awesome part. Yeah. For me, I I like the the intermittent fasting quite a bit just because like, I I like to kind of shotgun the first part of that day and uh, by two or three, you know, if there's other business stuff to do, if I still need to email or text Mm -hmm. or whatever, I, I just don't mind doing that stuff. Um, but that's a time to get home, chill with the family. My yeah. kids are getting home from school. We're cooking up dinner and it's just, you know, I, that's, that's the way I kind of like to live my life. It's, it, it works. Um, it works really well for me, but I like what you're saying too, about how it's, it's a big mistake people are making. They're, they're putting their lifting first, which is fine because mm-hmm. if, if that's what makes you happy, then that's wise to put it first because then you feel good and then you can help other people around you and stuff but it doesn't mean that everything else needs to be on hold i think that's a ridiculous concept um now if you're trying to be the next like jay cutler and you're you know you're then there's going to be some sacrifices that are going to be made if you're trying to be the greatest at something there's going to be some things but still you can you can build things simultaneously as Mm -hmm. you're going for something else when I, you know, I just talked to my brother about this, uh, the other day on the phone, he and I've been talking a lot about, uh, some of these different things. And he, his friend, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, is, is a real big guy. He's probably like 315 pounds, tons of muscle on him though, too. He's big, he's a, he's big and strong, but he's also big and fat. And, uh, my brother's like, man, he's like, he's like, you gotta, you know, he was out there on his phone, you know, and my brother's teasing him. He's like, you gotta get your ass in the gym, man. He's like, oh, I'm so busy with business now. You know, it's hard for me to get in shape. And my brother's like, my brother's business is going pretty good and he's in pretty good shape. <laughs> and he said, he said his buddy just, or our buddy just rolled the window up and then took off down the street. <laughs> he's like, he's kind of like, you know, fuck off type thing. But, you know, I, I, you know, I'll toot my own horn. If, 
you know, you think about like when I was in the middle of my powerlifting career, I had both my children. They're both really, really young. Yeah. I'm building up super training gym. I'm building up 1,080 squats and 800 plus pound benches. And I'm building all these things up. And I'm also creating the slingshot and bringing Power Magazine to life. And I didn't have as many employees as I have now. And thank, I'm very thankful and grateful that I have a good support system with, with my wife and with my parents and stuff like that. And my, my wife did, you know, the job of, of, of eight or 10 people that now, that now work here is pretty crazy to think of, but you can get it all done. You can strive, you can strive for these things. You can, it, it's not, it's not all literally happening, happening at the exact same no, time. No. This is over a period of like a, this is a 12 year span that this took. The powerlifting portion of it was about three to five years. Yeah. People probably just think it's longer, but I have been powerlifting since the time I was a kid, but the three to five years that I was worth a shit in it, uh, it was, that's a pretty short period yeah. of time, yeah. three yeah. to five years, not, not very long, you know? And so as you're striving to be a better bodybuilder, it doesn't mean uh, that you, you don't need to have a job. It doesn't mean that you can't have a relationship. It doesn't mean that you can't have these other obligations. Well, the whole idea of balance, like you've touched on this before, but it's like, if you're going to be really, you're going to have to be off balance, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but you know, just kind of like the weights on your lifts go but up. But you can kind of recalibrate, you know, you can, you can, bring, you yeah. can kind of bring it back and be like, boom, bodybuilding. Okay. You know, back to the girlfriend. Okay. Powerlifting. Boom. Back to the, <laughs> right. Well, and as your capacity goes up in other things, like this thing might be third on your priority list, but you do it better now. Right. Because you've increased your capacity to You're do shit across more everything more efficient else. at it, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it balance is something that if you're going to do great things, it's you're going to have to go through some segments in your life when, you know, I, I remember when we first started going as a company, um, man, no days off for like two years. No days off. Like <laughs> right. I, I got myself a TV and I'm like, you're going to watch football on Sundays because you, you need this at this point in order to be <laughs> effective. But I was so off balance. And like, luckily I had, you know, good people around me that, you know, saw the vision and, and knew what I was going for. But man, like to say I was balanced, no way. But like along with that, I kept up with other things. And as my capacity grew in, on that end, like I was just like, this might be fifth on the priority list, but I'm pretty fucking good at it because, you know, I go right for it. Right. You've been dedicated to it for a long time. You got something, Andrew? Yeah. And I was just, because uh, you had touched on it just barely in the beginning of the show. Um, you said you wanted to be strong one more time. What's that mean? Um. I will just like, a few, there's a few, you know, weird PRs that you have in your head as a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. um, I've been squatted over 500 pounds since I was like 21, I think. 21, 22. Mm -hmm. uh, beltless, too, high bar. Damn. Yeah. Leverages though. Um, <laughs> but now I got all these like small injuries and I'm like, you know what? Eventually they'll, they'll really get in the way. So I feel I'm going to bulk up one more time to a decent weight and try to get some of those, some of those in. Um, hey, performance is... It's like, why would you go to the gym and only get jacked? Like, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> and it's kind of like the power lifter that's like, okay, I understand that, you know, you need weight on your side. But at the same time, it's like, there's a middle ground. You probably perform better when you get to that middle ground. Same thing as a bodybuilder. You yeah. add a little strength, you'll see all your other work go up too. So, yeah, I want to be strong one more time. I can't compete in the USA. Like, at some point, my, my last meet going to the USAPL, I remember doing my math in my head. I'm like, if I get all my lifts, I can come in fourth or fifth. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like... Just have me somewhere in the middle of the pack and let's improve yeah. upon that. So I don't know about powerlifting, but at some point, yeah, I'd like to get a few big uh, lifts that matter to me. Super That's arbitrary cool. lifts, yeah. Yeah. Um, Marks, he's a, uh, he, he's, 
he's a, pretty much a, a master at helping people lose weight because he says, like, you know, I've been fat before yeah, and I'm not anymore. So I, I've been there. I can kind of coach you how to get down here now. Like you've been skinny. I'm a super skinny dude. How do skinny people get big? Oh, um, fuck. There's just genetic caps. I think that's one thing. But like, if you know thyself, like you can, you know what your situation is and, yeah. and you work with that. Like I'll never look like in semen shirt. I'm like, I understand. It's because you're natural. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the first time, we, so I remember us telling him. That's a uh, big dude, man. <laughs> I remember Eric, Eric Helms, my, my colleague. hamstrings and shit, he's huge. Yeah. He was like, are you sure? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, because you know, there's a look, right? Oh, yeah. So you look at Nsema and it's like, you're huge, but there's a look that's like, yeah, yeah I can, I can see it. You know, right. you have to be around long enough to, to know the look. I can't even yeah. describe it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, like even if you're doing a little bit, there's a look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, even if you, even if you're just to touch somebody, like if you grab a hold of Encima, it's not like he's soft. I mean, he's a yeah. solid guy, Yeah. but he, he also doesn't feel, uh, like, like the monolith, you know, he doesn't yeah. feel, he doesn't yeah. feel like he's made out of steel. Like exactly. there's just some like, uh, suppleness to him. You know <laughs> yeah. What I mean? yeah. Supple breasts. But yeah, no, they were questioning. I'm like, I'm trust me, this is a good kid, and I think he he would he wouldn't lie to me, and yeah, uh, just freak of nature. But yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. So I I think that I learned to train before I learned to diet because mm-hmm. I think I had to come in that order. That I, I would, I'd always at least look all right, you know, if mm-hmm. I just lifted weight. So I focus way more on that and super training. I remember that was like my first book. I tried to read it a few times. And oh, it that that book's crazy. <laughs> That book's crazy. But I want to learn as much as I could about training, and, and like that's where I focused on yeah. for the longest time. So what style of diet for a skinnier guy? Oh, you just, guys, just, you gotta yeah, find well, it. I'm going to take advantage. You got <laughs> to find those calories. You got to find those calories. And I think okay. sometimes for skinny guys, they don't like to gain the weight because, again, that transitional phase, mm-hmm. you don't look so good. Yeah. Because, you know, you put 30 pounds on him, like, it still looks all right. He still looks like he flips, you know, where yeah. it's like 30 pounds on some skinny guy that's making, it's not going to look right. And I mm-hmm. think that's where guys turn back. They're like, no, I'm, I'm going to go back to, you know, my little abs and stuff. Cause that's, yeah. You think for somebody like him, he'd be better off, um, like working on getting leaner first and kind of seeing what that looks like. Or do you think he'd be better off, uh, in, uh, bulking and then cut, cause he, he's, he's, uh, I don't think you've ever been like shredded either. Right. No, no. Yeah. I've always been like a just little, little belly and then skinny everywhere else. Cause it, Hey, we've been clowning on the fat power lifters, but you know what? Mm-hmm. They look like, they call themselves fat, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, it's like, you don't look bad. You have a look to right. you, yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? So I think that's the issue with most people when they start to start weight training. Like you see this in gyms everywhere. They start off with the fat loss and the lifting weights. It's like, hey, just lift weights. It's going to change your body more than anything else. Just lifting weights. So I would go straight for the gaining phase and just be patient with it. Like, don't bail out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of what Mark's having me do. I mean, right now he has me on a low carb diet, but yeah. for the most part, I mean, what, what really opened my eyes because we were, uh, cause I was doing like a similar diet when he was doing the bodybuilding show and I was like, Ooh, I'm like finally getting like a flat stomach. Like we were training every day. So I was getting size while still like leaning out. And I was, <clears throat> I just, I told him like, dude, I've never had a six pack and I feel like I'm close. Like, let me keep going. And he's like, mm. he's like, if you drop like, you know, five more pounds, you're just going to be skinny. Yeah. Like, but if we add, you know, like 10 to 15, you're going to look good. I was like, all right, that makes sense. Let's, let's just go ahead and eat up then. Because, <laughs> you know, losing fat's faster than gaining muscle. And for you, yeah. it's like, I can do that really well because my body likes to be skinny. Exactly. But the other way, it might take, you know, six months or so, but there's more for you there long term for sure. For like, sure. Most of my base was built, I think, honestly, the first like two, three years. Cool. Yeah. 
it, it, a lot of this can be super frustrating, you know, like it's the same thing with, with getting stronger, you know, like, uh, I, I, I kind of reestablished a goal for myself and I I don't know, you know, where I'll sit with it. I'll be able to judge a lot better as I get closer to it, but I'd like to bench over 500 pounds at 220. Right now I'm about 240. Mm -hmm. So not only do I have to gain strength, but I got to lose weight. Right. So at first I was like, well, you know, maybe I can get this done in like March or April. And then now I'm kind of rethinking it. I'm like, you know what? I always encourage people like just compete, like hit the platform. So now I'm like, I'll compete in January. I'll, it's just, this is just bench. I'll just, I'll just bench and like whatever I bench, I bench. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to even, if the 500 is close and and I, and I looks like I'm in striking distance and I'll, I'll kind of go for it. But as I was explaining to somebody the other day, I was telling them like, you know, more like, more like April or something sounds like a lot more reasonable because you're going to kind of bring your strength up and then it's going to kind of dip back down and you're going to bring it back up. You're going to kind of go up and down a bunch because you're going to go through these different training phases. You're going to do sets of six and sets of eight and sets of four and doing, you know, things like eight sets of six reps or eight sets of four reps. That's where you're really like kind of building your strength, but you're not really testing it. But all that takes a long time. And, you know, there's many different ways of doing it. People have, you know, there's tons of ways of doing all this, but it just takes, it takes time and you can't fast forward it. You can't tinker with it in any other way. It's going to take time. So if you're somebody that's listening to the podcast right now and you want to be leaner or you want to be heavier, these, these processes, they just take, they take time. Yeah. That's, that's the bad news. Right. But, you know, at the same time, um, that's probably what got me the most trouble early on was just like not being a patient enough lifter um one thing i like to tell people is that like hey you know one set can one rep actually can't can't make you but it can break you yeah you know um and that's That's true that's that's probably the one thing when you look at athletes like timeline it's not like you know it's not programming issues it's not like getting off the diet here and there that like holds people back but it's like injury like right. that's probably the biggest thing that stops people from reaching their full potential. Show me a guy that like whatever, whether it be like in terms of body comp or, or 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 strength gains, has been slow and steady and has had like less of those deviations because they're disabled in some way. Right, like, that's the person that's like sneaky. Yeah, you want to kind of train yourself like you're training like your mom or something or mm-hmm. your girlfriend or something. You know, you want to be really cautious. Yeah. Like like of course you got to go for it here and there, and there's time and place, and there's. There's other things you can kind of go for it on, like go for it on the tricep pushdown, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have at it over there and, and do, you know, crazy drop set or whatever. But when you're benching, squatting, deadlifting, and doing some of these main exercises, that's not a great time to like really roll the dice unless you've been training, mm-hmm. unless you've been training for it. If you're prepared for it, that's different. Then you can go for it. Someone can totally take what you said and just make it a quote, like train yourself like your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the context of it, it's, it's, yeah. it's I think what you're saying is like, you got to be objective with yourself. You got to, you know, the more you can guide yourself the way you would guide someone else, the more successful you're going to be. So it's like learning to be less emotional when it comes to, you know, your decision making. Yeah. You almost think about it like it's like it's your job in a way, like like this is my job to help. I'm obligated to help this person get better. In this case, it just happens to be you. And uh, you shouldn't really be missing lifts. You shouldn't uh, shouldn't be get it. You shouldn't be getting hurt. You shouldn't be in a lot of pain. You know, you're going to get you're going to get dinged up here and there. But if you're chronically in tons and tons of pain, then you have to kind of reevaluate. You're like, okay, maybe I'm, 
maybe I'm doing this, yeah. you know, a little, maybe I'm going about the wrong way, or maybe I need to wait a few more weeks to put in that much amount of work or, or whatever. You got to kind of, you can't be stupid with it and just keep doing the same old thing. Yeah, no, but injuries, injuries, man, it's, um, like in bodybuilding, it's like the mental injuries. That's what it is. Like people just get like these eating disorders out the yang, man. Oh, man. And with powerlifting, it's like, yeah, you guys are actual athletes. It's like, <laughs> right. That's mm -hmm. what hurts. But with us, it's like the mental injuries, mostly because people try to subscribe to like diets that they're just not ready to handle right now. Mm. That's. What about coming off of a show? That can be a real, <laughs> right? Well, that can yeah. really be brutal, right? Someone gains 20 pounds, 30 pounds, and uh, maybe, you know, maybe they get a, a shitty comment from somebody or something. I mean, it can be demoralizing. Yeah, yeah. One thing that we, we've been trying to push a little bit more is having a recovery phase when it comes to the coming out of a contest. Because you're dinged up, man, in mm -hmm. many ways. The whole system's dinged up. Yeah. Um, like when you look at what is actual overtraining and you look at the symptoms of, especially I think in, 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 in drug-free bodybuilders, like they just suck for like three months. Yeah. You know? Like what does that classify under? Like when you look at all the symptoms, right? You know, mm -hmm. of like over, like not wanting to go to the gym, you know, like maybe mild depression, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe a severe depression. It does happen. <laughs> it does happen. But it's, yeah. So that post-show like phase, it should be dedicated to recovering first. I know you're pumped up and you want to get back to work, but it's like recover first and then you'll be in a position where you can actually like hurt somebody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all it's, it's hard to be patient with it all. You know, it's hard to realize that like, you know, three months of kind of reversing your way out of a bodybuilding show, something like three, man, three months, yeah. like shit, man. Like, yeah. I don't want to wait that long. Well, it might take you three months to kind of recover from the show. And then it might take you another three months to prep for the next show. <laughs> oh, tell me about this one though. Cause like the body dysmorphia thing, man, yeah. like, that's for real. It's oh, like yeah. when you're done with your show and you look at yourself, like never looked like this before. Right. Like getting away from that. <laughs> Like that's such a, like you just feel like you're regressing with every, you're used to yeah. improving every week and now it's like the other side. Right. Um, and this is where I think for bodybuilders, like my buddy Ryan Doris said this for the first time, like the first time I heard this, but like you can't be wearing your muscles like accessories. Like you got to look at them like you're an athlete, mm. you know, like, right. You know, like a, a pitcher is not in the Starbucks line, like thinking about like, how's my you know fastball look, you know, it's, 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 it's they're right. different things, but but nevertheless, the more I look at myself as like, these are just tools, these are attributes specific for the sport. And my self-esteem doesn't come from like the way I look, but more so what I did to get the look. I think that's why a lot of people get out of competing. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's a lot of people that get out of competing, but they still look fantastic. And, uh, you know, mo a lot of times it's because of that. They're like, yeah, yeah I kind of stopped because, you know, I hated like, you know, getting to, you know, 5% body yeah. fat and then, you know, two weeks later being 10. So I, I just live my life at eight to 10% body yeah, fat yeah. all the time. And I actually feel better. Yeah. No, that's my plan when I'm done. I'm just going to look like pretty good all the time you know? <laughs> yeah. because no, it is like, even now, even now that I know better, like when I'm coming at a show, I'm like, oh, I, look, <laughs> I look awful. I haven't yeah. looked this bad in like months, basically. Uh, you know, Jake Cutler had a saying when he was on our show and it's like, it's a real kick in the nuts, but, uh, he says, be, you know, uh, don't be fancy, be consistent. Yeah. It's like, man, it sounds so much better to be fancy though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds so much more appetizing to like, you know, uh, ha have these weird, these weird diets and to do all these weird, crazy things and to manipulate things all these weird ways. But Jay Cutler was a guy, he woke up every morning, he did his 45 minutes of cardio, he had his oatmeal and egg whites and just every day. And I appreciate like, that now. Yeah. You're never going to catch uh, Ronnie Coleman. And eventually, 
Yeah. Yeah. He ended up beating him, you know? Yeah. It, to me, it was like Ronnie and Jay, and like Ronnie was just like the man. And like Jay, I'm like, dude, you're so like missionary style. Like, yeah. Just, but like, look at him now. And just, he, he did pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. He so, did amazing. Yeah. He ended up winning four, four Mr. Olympias, and he even came back from a bad injury and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, but that, that's what's going to have you yeah. uh, out in front is, is, is figuring out a way, you know, how, first of all, how do you string together some form of consistency? Yeah. Then once you get there, how the hell do you hold on to it? Yeah, his process was not sexy at all, but boy, was it effective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that dude. What do you do for those pipes over there? That's actually the one thing I got to work on is my arms. Mm. Yeah. See, because you're used to watching powerlifter arms. You know, like, so that's what happened to Lane Norton when he decided to powerlift. Yeah. Remember, the fr- I, he, he was deep into it, and I'm like, dude, you have, like, basketball player arms. Right. You know? It's, it's, it's you spend all your time training those lifts. You don't have time to, you know, right. or the will to do it right. Um, but no, arms are my thing I need to improve on. Uh, my legs are the only thing that kind of worth a damn, to be honest. Um, and I think it's just because I enjoy the big core lifts. Like, that's the one thing when you got up on that stage, you had the hamstrings, bro. Mm. Like, you see a lot of bodybuilders up yeah. there, they won't do that stuff, and they look like leg extension warriors. <laughs> right. Like, their trunks are all, like, saggy in the back. Right. You know? So, so no, I think my physique kind of reflects the way I like to train, and I was really influenced by by strength athletes early yeah. on. Yeah, when I went and uh, I, I was lucky enough to have uh, Charles Glass uh, kind of check out some of my posing and stuff, and he was like, he's like, holy crap, he's like, you got hamstrings. Yeah, he's like, yeah. a lot of times you guys don't have hamstrings. He's like, which doesn't sound right because you deadlift and yeah. things like that, but he's like, a lot of times you guys don't have hamstrings. I'm like, man, I've been paying attention, man. Yeah. I've been... I've been training, I've been trying to train everything, yeah. you know, my, my whole life pretty much. And the hardest thing for me was, was my arms because I, I did have some tears and stuff. And so, and then lack, lack of mobility, you know, you don't realize that oh, like yeah, yeah. having, having some mobility up on stage to be able to hit some of those poses properly actually makes a big difference. Oh, that's, that's my hardest part. Yeah. I, I, I don't like to pose in the off season cause it's just, it hurts <laughs> and it's not very flattering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you get up to like getting into all those, like it's, it's yeah. hard, man. Um. But no, you, your hamstrings are ridiculous. I think a lot of it comes from like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of the, because you did the geared powerlifting mm-hmm. and I, the posterior chain is yeah. so important for that oh, stuff. Yeah. Like you guys do a ton of work with that. So yeah. it shows. Yeah. It was like reverse hyperextensions and uh, the glute ham raise a lot and, uh, you know, the box squats. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, hand, handling, you know, all those big weights that I did, I, I think ended up making a big difference. Ended up showing up on, on game day, which was important. And I feel like the muscles you prioritize early just kind of stay with you your whole life. Yeah. You know, like, especially like when you're younger, like the first things that like get the biggest boost, like they just kind of tend to stick. Partially genetic, but I also feel that that plays a big role in that. Yeah, you got to be kind of on point with it. You know quite a bit about reverse dieting. So, you know, when you, when you diet down for a show or these people that are just, you know, forever locked into fitness yeah, and they're not yeah. e- eating anything and they're, they're kind of overdoing it all the time. Um, what's this principle of reverse dieting? What is this about? Mm. So we countered that recently oh, with, hey w- with uh, what is coined the recovery diet. Um, and that's just because it was taking people too long to feel right post-show, you know, mentally and physically. So what we started to do is, and we have a video on this on, on YouTube, it's called the recovery diet. And uh, we encourage people, uh, see if I get these numbers right. So the first... These are generic recommendations. The first four to six weeks, you gain back uh, five to ten percent of your body weight. Mm. And what this does is this: I, th- I think most people feel like they're doing it wrong if they, they do it right because you you put on this fat like immediately, but you need that to look right. Because a lot of people they'll come out of the show and they're like, "Yeah, I think I'm a 
I was too fat in my offseason, and I think I'm going to stay like this. No one ever stays like that. Mm. You know, you end up more or less where where you started, maybe a bit more reasonable, but you do. Everybody always thinks you're going to stay in that shape, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it doesn't work. I've yet to see it happen. So um, we encourage people to get to, yeah, 5 to 10% above contest weight. And when you look at that, it's like, remember what, how excited you were on the way down when you got to that point and mm. how good you thought you looked. But it's just because, you know, mentally you're so plagued with, like, you've seen yourself in the ultimate shape that right. that looks bad now, but you were excited on the way down. So we encourage people to get to that point. So the biggest surplus that people see post-show in their off-season is actually immediately after the show. And then we get them in something more sustainable. And I think it helps people start improving faster. Um, and a lot of the slip-ups that you see post-show with people, they, they, they're they minimized because they're eating more than enough every day. So you're, you're almost saying like, like get that weight on, you know, at, re, re, at a reasonable pace, yeah. mm -hmm. but like get that weight back on, um, because it's going to come anyway. It is. Yeah. And if we do it like too slowly, then, uh, maybe we're kind of just drawing out the process. But if you yes. slap on five to 10%, let's just say you slapped on 5% of your body weight, you gain some of that weight back. Uh, then maybe your body can start to, the faster you do that, the faster your body can start acting normal again. Exactly. Is that exactly. about right? Yeah. Yeah. Your body and, and your mind, yeah. obviously. So that's something we, we kind of made an about face on. Like I used to like bring people up super slowly post-show and if you're out there, I apologize if I done that to you. Um, well, you're learning, right? You you yeah. learn you learn you learn from working with these people, and it's great that you're making adjustments to it. So yeah, that was that was a big one. That was a huge one. So that's how we do things now. Post show. It was my first time ever doing it after this contest season, and uh, yeah, it was it was a little uncomfortable. Even though I had guided people through that process, doing it on myself, I'm like, mm. you're about to blow up to 190 <laughs> like in, in 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 three weeks in front of everyone. You're gonna blow. But it worked out. It's going to get huge. I'm not going to do it any other way now. It's always post-show, mm -hmm. like bring training down even a little bit. Andrew, ask this guy some uh, marijuana questions. Oh, man. I think it's his favorite topic. It is? <laughs> how do people, like, uh, I say assume, <laughs> no. but how do they know? Like, do I give that vibe? It's the hair, bro. I was going to say it's the hair. I was going to say it's the hair. I'll be right back. <laughs> but no, I, I, it's Mark's joking. But what's your, uh, you're saying that your friends are going to get a kick out of a uh, Kratom. What's that all about? Oh, no. So I started to use that on my Fridays. Uh, maybe oh, about really? a year ago. Yeah. So it's like my end of the week treat to have a weekend possibly. Because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it just, I think sometimes just taking something ends up being part of your routine. And you're like, okay, when I take mm -hmm. this, it's, you just, know, it's time to, when I have my it's coffee, the it's, time to, <laughs> it's, it's time to work, so to speak. Yeah. So with, with that, that's kind of what it's been. Um I would not recommend it for people who are like have personalities that are addicted to something and like one day a week turns into like three days a week. But that's like with everything else. And I'm pretty good at that. You can handle it. Yeah, for some <laughs> yeah. reason, which makes no sense. But like, because, you know, bodybuilders usually are not very good at that stuff. But you know how it is. You start with 200 milligrams of caffeine, right. work out. And, and then all of a sudden you're taking the whole pre-workout tub. You're hitting a gram a day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think. Like anything else, moderation. Yeah. Um, somebody, uh, his name is Anthony on the uh, live chat, had asked uh, to simplify his question. Um, how can we better, like, um, have better absorption of the calories we're trying to take in? So, like, for someone like me, like, let's, if I just, mm. like, okay, tomorrow or whatever, like, from now till next week, I'm going to every day try to up my calories. Mm -hmm. How can I make sure that, that I'm not just wasting them? Okay. So, we're talking about, like, gaining weight. Yeah. Um, I think people don't sit on an intake long enough to determine what it's doing mm -hmm. um i think for gaining you got to wait three or four weeks before you can say this is doing this it's kind of like program hopping people do calorie hopping yeah. all the time yeah so 
digestion, your body's really good at that. Our human body's like great at getting fat. So it's, it's going to take care of all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, the only digestive stuff that I see that can be a problem for some people is sometimes bodybuilders try to eat foods that are way too clean, especially when their calories are really high. It's like, have some rice, dude, you know, mm-hmm. like get some stuff that's easy. Um, that, and, and maybe you're eating things that you're semi allergic to because you feel like you have to, cause it's part of the cultural aspect of, of bodybuilding. But, but no, sit on your intake, like whatever you decide, kind of like your program, Hey, wait on it. Like, don't, 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 don't say it's guilty of like not working. Mm-hmm. Like, you know a week into it like wait a little bit yeah you know that's tough for me because i mean we talk about it on this show all the time like i poop so much <laughs> one of my one of my favorite sayings is is um and uh actually uh, my uh my friend joey flex who is sick powerlifting coach um i love that dude shout out to joey but uh what's up joey i know joey flex <laughs> that dude is talk about just a blue collar dude that just knows how to make people strong um is is the whole uh saying is like stay in the pocket you know stay in the pocket you know like your pet will be bigger if you just like all this stuff's going on but don't be distracted stay in the pocket don't make a change so sometimes the best change is the change that, that you don't make makes sense that's hard to do yeah, yeah it, that's why it makes sense because it's usually yeah. it's the hardest thing to do is to be patient yeah you know what yeah. you just told me earlier is yeah. just be a little more patient oh happy feet man people get them yeah i know man but i want to be so big and strong <laughs> Inject. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does take a long. It takes a long time to acquire any sort of size, right? Um, we, we, I heard you guys, you know, kicking it about kratom as I had to run off and pee because I'm fasting, and when I fast, I just the whole morning I just pee my brains out a lot of times, especially like like last night I had some carbs and stuff too, so it makes it even worse. I'm like that that's flushing out of my system, so I'm just peeing nonstop. But uh, you guys were just kicking it about kratom a little bit. And I know that you like to smoke a little bit. Um, what what is the smoking? Uh, what does it do for you? Um, for, with me, it's a sleep. Like I don't even really use it to party. Like mm. you know, um, like helps maybe, you snooze. Yeah, I'll see a good movie, you know, and, and I'll do that, and helps you chill and relax. But I like to be with certain things. I just I like to be a lightweight with. You know, yeah, it's way more fun when it's that way. So, um, so same thing with the kratom is like my. I was telling him is like my Friday treat. Like I, whenever I need to close in the week to like get in all my major work in so that I can have a weekend of right. some sort. Like that's that's part of my routine. So today's not Friday. <laughs> no, I got so much. <laughs> you got peer like, pressured but, into it. <laughs> Man, I got tricked. But yep. <laughs> I, I said yes. I'm like, what is that? I, don't, I, I can smell it from here. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, no. When it comes to anything, honestly, most people ask me about like like alcohol marijuana kratom i'm like i don't recommend it because most people don't know how to handle their stuff that's we're we're, we're bad like most people can't even handle pre-workout we talked about yeah. that right yeah. starts with 200 milligrams and they're using 600 just to <laughs> you know go have an arm day um well people lose control and that's why like the the old idea of flexible dieting where you know people are always talking about these pop tarts it's yeah. like well that, that 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 might be okay and it might fit mm-hmm. into someone's plan that you write it down and you got the calories accounted for. Yeah, we get it. But that might just lead to you being out of control. Most people can't handle it. That, that's, you got to right. know what you can't handle. That's so, that's so key. We'll and if you look at up. like a low carb diet, cheating on a low, on a, cheating on a, like a really low carb diet would be eating, you know, eating a big old plate full of carbs, right? Yeah. Cheating on uh, something like flexible dieting would be the overconsumption of calories. Mm-hmm. And you would have to pick which one would be harder for you, but you do need to pick one. You're going to have to restrict something. And uh, <laughs> like self-inflicted restriction is so hard. So it w- when it comes to marijuana usage, when it comes to your carbohydrates, it's yeah. it's hard. So I'm just going to have one drink. 
That's my problem. <laughs> I'm not lightweight when it comes to the beer. Um, but but everything else, I, 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 I'm not alcoholic by any means. But I handle really well, and I think that's that's been a key to like me doing okay when it when it comes to extracurriculars, so to speak. Well, the dedication with lifting can help teach you that. The the dedication, the manipulation of the diet, the dedication, the manipulation of the cardio training, all these things are things that can play into you looking at other situations and trying to rationalize them. You know, uh, I'm getting ready for a bodybuilding show and I'm 12 weeks out. So I'm going to do 20 minutes of cardio three times a week. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. And then you're going to add more as it gets closer, you know? Um, all right. I'm in the off season and, uh, I'm going to drink a little bit here and there. going to not even worry about diet on the weekend at all. I'm just going to like sleep in and like, just not worry about it. And, you can make a more reasonable assessment of like what the hell's going on in your life when you uh, make yourself so dedicated because ultimately what we're working on is we're working on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what this all comes down to. Um, it's not even about lifting weights, man. It that's is, but it, it is, but it isn't, you that's know, what I always say, yeah. which is so strange. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's so strange. I thought it was about lifting weights for the longest time. And the longer you do it and you get good at it, that's when you realize it's not just about this. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, that scene in the uh, uh, in the Matrix. You know, the the key the key is that there is no ball or whatever it is he's trying to make like float yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the key here is that it's it's it could be anything else. Yeah. You know, it just happens to be lifting weights, but we could be talking about a dedication to uh, skiing, dancing, whatever the hell it might be. Hey, and I think per capita, like our population of like like true true like meatheads have done it for a minute. Like, I think there's this, this stereotype that, you know, we're this way and that's all we do. And it's like, it couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. Like, I've met some of the most brilliant, hardworking, mm. uh, get shit done people who contribute uh, that happen to lift weights. Like, Stan's a crazy example. The more oh, I learn yeah. about staff, I'm, Stan, I'm like, whoa. Like, yeah. Really? And, yeah, and, you, and you did the powerlifting and you did the IFB. Like, right. It doesn't surprise me when I look at his resume. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. And all the information he's sharing now with his... Uh, vertical dietness have you have you looked into any of that it's a great habit building uh yeah yeah, no i'm i've i've uh i think a lot of people don't know why it works right but like it doesn't matter does it really matter if it works yeah yeah yeah. well he's just you know he's just basing his diet around the nutrients that the Mm -hmm. body needs so it's you know it's no surprise that it works you start to you start to kind of you know a lot of people were looking at the macronutrients he's looking a little bit more at the Mm -hmm. micronutrients and and again, it's like you start to break it down and, uh, okay, we're going to eat like lean red meats and we're going to have, uh, some berries and carrots and th- these other, we're still, we're still controlling calories, Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, but you, you, one thing I find refreshing about what he has done and I'm sure other people have done it in the past, but he doesn't look at cheese as like protein and fat necessarily. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just limit mm-hmm. it to that. He's like, that's your calcium source for the day. Mm. I was like, man, that's kind of a cool way to look at food, you know, is, is that this is, this is, uh, this is productive for me more than it just being calories. This is really productive. Uh, these, these is things that my body needs. Cause I think when we think about calories or if we think about, you know, there's kind of the stigma around fat, but if we think about like calories, we're kind of thinking that it's like doing something negative to us, even though we yeah, know, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. know, no, we fully true, know we need energy. True. Like we know that we need energy, but at the same time you look at it and you're like, oh man, it's kind of just making me fatter. Yeah. But now if you got someone saying, no, look, you know, we need these omega-3s, need your vitamin C, you need your vitamin B, your vitamin D, like 
this is really nutritious for you. This is going to help not only not only was help you with your aesthetics, but this is going to help you with your performance. And I mean, all the initial diets that I followed, I mean, yeah, I was like very focused on training and not so much the nutritional side of things. They were all super easy to follow comprehensive systems that I was able to build upon from there. Yeah. But what I didn't need to do is like sit there and like think sometimes. I just needed to replace a lot of, again, the, the behaviors. And I think that's what diets like that, diets like the ketogenics, sometimes for, for people, the, the macronating thing you know, does that for them. Yeah. But you, you need to learn a little something, follow something, commit to something. And then once you've committed to something long enough, then you can like change and, and adjust. But that's the biggest thing is people just want to hop from one hype to the next hype. And it's like, no, you just, just need to, I've done some shitty things in terms of like my decision-making when it comes to like lifting, when it comes to eating, but I stuck to them and I worked really hard under those guidelines mm. and that gets you pretty darn far. How'd you get into bodybuilding in the first place? What happened? Well, I yeah, started. What happened? That's, yeah. what I, that's what I'm asking you. Well, as I started lifting. What happened, bro? Weights, because it was cool and I liked the way it made me feel. And it wasn't until I wanted to run uh, track in college. I wanted to do that. My coach really got in me. He's like, hey, if you really commit to this, you can do pretty, pretty well. You could at least get some free college somewhere. So, but I kept having a foot, my left foot kept busting up on me. I kept dealing with these stress fractures. So it was the first time prior to that, I was like combining sports and lifting weights. So I'd make gains and then lose them, make gains and then lose them. And I gave myself a full year to just lift weights and I never came back. And then I saw Lane Norton prep online and I'm like, this is pretty cool. Cause he started 10, 20 weeks out. And then he just, he's like, I'm gonna be in shape in 20 weeks. I'm like, no, you can't do that. You can't like mm-hmm. make it happen like that. And I saw that happen. And I'm like, that is pretty awesome. And I want to do that. And I want the freak look. So that's what got me going. And it's just, it's just, I love the, the process. I love the creating a goal, crush it, creating a goal, crush it. And that's, that's what got me hooked on bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is really, it's really crazy. When you look at someone and they say that they're going to do something and get in shape and get on stage, mm-hmm. you're like, no, you ain't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ain't going to do that. Like, that's too hard, man. You're not going to be, what are you talking about? You're going to go from you know, 15% body fat down to five or six or whatever. It's like, how's that going to happen? Every time I start a prep, I'm like scared a little shitless because I'm like, do I still have this in me? Do I still have that gear? And it's crazy. Like once you're like deep into it, it's like, that's, that's all, you know, that's all, you know, and I'm, I'm addicted to that feeling. One thing I think is really interesting about uh, weight loss. I've, I've dropped weight a bunch of different times in my lifetime. And it's interesting how, like that beginning part of it, you're right away. You're like, oh yeah, I still got it. And you drop, you know, you drop 10, but then it's still always hard to kind of really keep it, keep it moving. It's hard to, you know, keep that momentum when you're doing bodybuilding and you're getting in shape for these shows. Are you finding as you get a little older that it's, that's a little hard to get in shape or does it feel about the same or is it easier? You know what? I haven't noticed a difference yet. I, I, if anything, it keeps getting easier and easier. Like uh, my last prep, I spent a good chunk of it not even at home, just kind of going around and, and, and doing things. It was actually like my best year professionally mm. while I was doing that. Oh, that's cool. So that, that meant a lot. To, I'll never do it that way again. I think next time I'm just going to consolidate three months to like, <laughs> let's just stay at home and only do that. Yeah. But I, I, I needed that challenge. Yeah. Um, so I guess if anyways, yeah, I've, I've found ways to make it a little bit more challenging by adding these little sub goals to it. Um, there was this one prep where this is my last like real job. I was, uh, setting up after school programs in, in Oakland, California. And I'm like, okay, my goal is to like, have no one here know that I was dieting. 
Like that's my goal. I never want to bring it up. Mm. I don't want my performance to go down. Um, so, you know, along with that, I think I've almost found it easier because I know what works for me and I know what it's going to kind of look like mm. that I just add on little things to just make it more challenging and more rewarding at a personal level, because it's a, it's a subjective sport. You can go in there, you can be in your best shape and get like last place. That was actually my pro debut. I got last place after creaming all the amateur shows. And I'm like, okay, I need other things outside of the placing to keep me, you know, keep me happy. Right. So no, it's gotten easier, I think. It's e easier to uh, have other shit going on almost. Yeah. I think also you get older, you get more boring. So yeah. <laughs> starving yourself is kind of the fun part now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess too, you're, you know, you're getting more efficient at it. Um, and also too, I mean, a lot of people's like maturity wise in terms of like muscle and strength, they continue to kind of grow sometimes into like their mid, uh, mid forties. Yeah. What's up with Dave Ricks? Yeah, I know. That dude's still deadly. He's still he's still killing people. Yeah, so that's my goal. I want to enjoy the sport for a super long time. And I want this, like, even when, like, my skills go down in some way, I'm going to find other things to make this productive and make this still a challenge and do things that I've never done before. What What's your uh, what's your mission with all this? Do you want to, like, do you like coaching bodybuilding? Do you want to try to help other people mm -hmm. outside of bodybuilding? I just, I, th I think... Our mission as, as a team, Team 3D Muscle Journey, is to just, again, just, just like leave it better than we found it so that that next generation can come in. Then we ain't got to get credit for it, but just build right. upon that and just keep making it better and better. Because, man, talk about like this, this sport like refined me. Like this, this whole like lifting of weights just changed me as a person. So I want other people to discover that. And when they get there, there's just you start off at a better place. I see that with the USAPL, like all these kids, mm. man, you guys showed that deadlift video of me. Like we used to, we sort of like not pull the slack, you know, it was just like whiplash <laughs> yeah. and pull, you know? Yeah. It looked like a stiff leg deadlift. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Sumo stiff leg. Yeah. Um, so all these kids are coming in now and I think that's part of partially why they're getting so strong is that like we, we've made all them errors for them. And yeah. from day one, like it's like if this 21 year old kid is 74 kilos and I'm squatting like over 500 pounds. It's like, that used to be a freaky thing, and now it's kind of becoming the standard. But it's because the the education that's out there is a little better. Yeah, people are lifting some crazy weights right now. The, the females, especially. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the guys have you know the guys are are crushing it too. But man, I I I don't really know if I thought it was possible to see girls, uh, you know, squatting and deadlifting five hundred pounds kind of routinely now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be so that one powerlifting chick in yeah. like in every group. It was one, like yeah. twenty dudes, one chick. Yeah. And now it's like, it's pretty 50-50. And yeah. the perks I think women are starting to realize is like that look that you want, like whatever you did before to try to get a better body composition, right. weight, weightlifting does that for you. I think a lot of the girls that, that do bodybuilding and figure competitions, I think a lot of times after their show, you know, they'll post a picture and they're like, I'm not afraid to post this or whatever. And you're like, well, you shouldn't be. You look, you look amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, but like, they usually look better, you know, yeah, after, yeah, after yeah. the bodybuilding show. And the guys, I mean, it's a little different. The guys start to look kind of gnarly and the face comes in and stuff like that. But, and, and some of the guys, you might be able to say the same thing, might mm -hmm. be able to say they look a little better after the show, but the girls, there's definitely like the, the, the look that the powerlifting girls, uh, and, and the CrossFit girls end up acquiring. I think most people would agree. Hey, like that, that's pretty damn attractive. It's way more appealing to the general population. Yeah. And I think that's why it's one of the reasons it's been growing. And right. I, I'm with you, man. I didn't think this would happen. I didn't think we, like, USAPL has those two eighty-four kilo gals squatting like over 500 pounds. Oh my God. Right. Like that's uh, out of this world. That's crazy. You got, uh, Jen Thompson, you know, benching 
like 315, 325 pounds. Or yeah, and she looks good. It's like you see she her. She looks great. And you're like, wow, like I think my mom can look at that and be like, I, I think I'd like some shoulders and triceps like to yeah. look like that when I'm wearing a dress, you know? Yeah, she's jacked. She's got some, <laughs> she's got some arms on her. Unbelievable. So no, it's been, I'm connected to the powerlifting world. Even I, I go to USAPO Nationals, yeah. every big meet that I can go to, I try to go to because that's, that's, that is what like being strong, I think came before the lifting of the weight. So to see that, I think it's healthier for more people. Most people do. I think because you did it in the right order. Yeah. You, you got strong, build your base. And then you're like, Hey, you know, I'm gonna try to rearrange some things. Uh, and then it was just like a small little step, I think, relatively speaking compared to the way other people people just go straight into like hey this bikini chick look good i think i'm gonna right. try to emulate her and it's like you have no idea what you're getting into at yeah. all you know <laughs> with uh with the bodybuilding show it was a little weird for me because you know like I, i've never done a show before and um i don't know i was just ha i was having fun with it and i was having a good time and like i don't know i just i just thought the show was going to be fun and i thought everybody around would be fun and I'm like making jokes and stuff, and the other guys are just like staring a hole in me. And I'm like, "Oh, these guys are—that's how it is. These guys are. <laughs> these guys are pretty serious, you know. They're like way into their routines and their. But I guess you know, for me too, like one thing I didn't think of until after the show, I was like, uh, you know what? I actually didn't really think about it. Those guys are actually probably really nervous to get on the stage mm -hmm. oh, itself. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. And I was like, I forgot. Like I've been, I've been doing that for a while. I, I did professional wrestling for a while and did a bunch of other things where I put myself out there in front of cameras and in front of different things. And so, then I kind of rethought about it. I was like, oh, they probably weren't assholes. They probably just, they're probably just really, really nervous about just even getting on stage, period. Also, we, we don't eat. Like when I go to a big party, like everyone's super cool. And yeah. like, whereas like with bodybuilding. donuts. Yeah. Everyone's just like, you know, it's just like, it's like that crankiness that they experience. Like it's amplified the yeah. day of. Um, but no, yeah, we're, we're cranky backstage. I remember, my um one of my uh fellow coaches i remember he got growled at before he got on stage like this one dude took away too serious looks at him and just like growls at him and he's like okay but like, that's that doesn't that does not surprise me <laughs> yeah cuz cuz people are kind of losing their minds right um when you're um when you're dieting for a show like where do your calories kind of start and like where do they end um, I think I changed maybe 200, 300 calories. So it's, it's pretty straightforward. So I, I, I'm fortunate enough that it's very, very straightforward. I change a little something and it makes a huge impact. So I probably. Are you uh super hungry going into the show or not really? Not too bad. That's a skinny guy thing. Like, I don't know what hunger is necessarily. Mm. Like there's been many times where I'm like, I feel wonky. I feel weird. And then someone hands me something I'm like, oh, that's what it was. Right, right. So the whole hangry thing. I remember walking with Bryce Lewis through an airport where presenting in, in there's a weird thing by some skinny people they're like oh i just thought about it i didn't even eat anything exactly today. you're like what the fuck bryce lewis gets hangry <laughs> he gets hangry and he's like 230 pounds and like five six and yeah remember he's a little chubster that guy <laughs> bryce if you're listening sorry buddy hey got hey, some junk in the trunk he used to do the bodybuilding did you know that i know yeah i, saw, I know i've seen, seen pictures he was in pretty good pretty damn good shape it's mind-blowing he'll have a midlife crisis and come back at some point i think oh he'll be back yeah. yeah, after he, you know, deadlifts and squats 800 pounds and benches over 500. What a freak. Yeah, he's, a, <laughs> he's, a, he's a mutant. With other people that you work with, do you have to really reduce their calories a lot? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are, are much more adaptive. I think the first place people go to is like they're adaptive metabolically. But we've actually seen, seen this in, in the research that it's not as big as we think. I think the biggest things that change, it's like your body weight plays a huge role. So mm -hmm. someone... 
who maybe starts at 200 pounds at a prep, they're just going to burn more calories at rest compared to someone who's like the, the, same, the same person but at 170. So that's a big thing. You're missing a big chunk of your body weight. Um, and, uh, and then the other thing is some people, when you take away food, like I don't get very, that's a big thing. I don't get very sloppy. Like I'm still pretty animated and mm -hmm. that's a huge part of your expenditures. It's not even the weightlifting, but it's the stuff outside of the gym. So, you yeah, know, lifting's like 20% or 10, it depends yeah. on what study you read, right? So it's, it's not, it's not, not very huge, much, not a lot, yeah. but you know, how you probably walk around here when you're well-fed versus like in a contest prep diet is probably significantly different and that adds up. So your body right. finds ways to adapt and like be more frugal via just getting you to like, Hey, like stop moving to this music, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I heard uh, Lane kind of talk about that before where he just not even like, could be something like, uh, could be humming, you know, because he's hearing a yeah. song or hearing a beat. Mm -hmm. And then in contest prep, he just like won't. Yeah. And he'll just talk less. He'll fidget less. He'll move his hands around less. Like all that. That's a huge part of your expenditure. <laughs> especially, yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, that goes, that goes. Like starting yeah. your set, like, is hard, right? That's, that's, oh no, it's, it's a, it, it was a big, it was a big part of it for me, you know, coming down to the end of the, uh, towards the, uh, you know, towards competing. It was just only this, like the last two or three days where it was really hard, mm -hmm. but I was also doing like 90 minutes of cardio. Yeah. I was doing yeah. a crazy amount of cardio. So for me, uh, that made it hard because it was cardio two times per day for 45 minutes a clip along with the lifting. And it was like, man, that was crazy. Hani Rambad wanted to see some striated glutes. So. That's what, <laughs> that's what you had me going for. I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't think you understand how big my butt was before I started this whole thing. I was like, I got a, I got a big ass. And so I'm like, I don't think we're going to end up with striated glutes. I did at one point as we were going through all this and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's times where they'll, they'll kind of bring everything way down in terms of your calories and your food requirements and stuff where I did start to see some striations in my butt. And I was like, whoa, weird, huh? Um, but once he brought the carbs back in and stuff, I wasn't quite able to have the, uh, the, uh, striations in there. It was kind of funny too. Like when I was, uh, when I was getting, uh, tanned up, I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing and, or when I was getting the, whatever what they call that, the shine or what do they call, what do they call that? Oh yeah. Yeah. The glaze, the glaze, the Look glaze, hamstrings, man. Yeah. The glaze. Ooh. Yeah. When they were talking about the glaze, uh, I didn't know like when I was supposed to do that or I just didn't know what I was doing. And so, um, they're like, oh yeah, it's time for you to, you know, go do that or whatever. And so I, I pop in there and there's, it's just all girls in there. Cause like I was, I missed like when all the guys did it or whatever. And they're like, oh, go ahead. Cause you got to go on stage or whatever. And all the girls are looking at my butt and they're like, we want our butts to look like <laughs> your butt. <laughs> but I was just laughing. I was like, well, you know, first thing you need to do is get up to 330 pounds <laughs> and do a lot of power lifting. Hey, the big thing, yeah, it's, it's the, the way you lift, like the, that post posterior chain, like I'm proud of that because it takes a lot, like the hamstrings and glutes, that's all hard work. work. You're proud of my glutes? Yeah, yeah they were. You're they not were, just saying that. No, it, you'll get some lines in those next time. You'll see. I know. It, there will be a next time, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And you'll see, it gets easier, man. Like your coping skills with the diet, like coping while training while under, all that stuff just elevates every time. It gets a little better. Have you ever been able to get in really good shape uh, without a bodybuilding show? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, so like with that one, like lined up. Yeah. Yeah. So usually when, uh, before I start my prep, I'll just get myself like, this is my fighting weight. You know, this mm -hmm. is, I can lift well. I'll get myself a little bit closer. Right. Um, 
so I don't like to lose more than uh, 12% of my body weight when I start a prep. So mm-hmm. I'll get myself pretty close. It's like, honestly, it's like the look. Like if the casual person would tell me, right. you look your best right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't look like you're going to die. So I do that and then I'll just hang around there for a minute and, and reestablish what I have to do to like all the habits. Because right now my habits, they kind of have to be and I like them to, you know, I get off the gas a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like to be reasonable when I start. So I'll rock that for a minute before I press the button. What are some things that you allow yourself to do, you know, when, when you're, when you're not, when you're not competing, like there's some things where, you know, you know, in your head, like the right, quote unquote, right and wrong way, but you're just like, you know what? I can't really think about that right now. I need to just allow myself to just be. Mm. So when I'm not prepping. Right. Ooh. Um, I think a big thing is I'm a little bit more flexible with my training. I think that's a huge one. When when I'm prepping, it's like I need a, it's just, it keeps me going. Like even right. though, will it make a difference or not if I push a day back? But it's like, no, it's, it's just this mental momentum that I need to keep going. So I'm more flexible with like when I train. Um, I think a big thing is I, I probably enjoy alcohol a little bit more. Yeah. Because um, you can fit it into your diet. But like when you get to that point, it's like, okay, so would I rather have this, these 400 calories worth of wine? Like would I rather have 400 calories go to wine or would I rather like just add some rice cakes right what's going to impact the bottom line better so i end up going with that most of the time you know <laughs> right. like easy right um so i think those are the two best things uh, the two things that i enjoy the most it's like i get to have a drink here and there with with my friends and then i hang around with power lifters back home <laughs> so <laughs> you know they're not about the, the tupperware <laughs> life um so i get to do that and just the being like i don't feel like there's as much urgency to train all the time yeah i i think um that kind of like that, that idea of like, I got to do something every day, you know, it, it's good to kind of keep that reserved for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, when you, when you, when you got to step on a stage, you know, and, and for me with the bodybuilding thing, I just, I was like, no, I'm just going to train every, I'm just going to try to do something every day. Yeah. End up taking up off one day. And when I took off that one day, it actually felt amazing because I, I probably really needed it at that yeah. point. Yeah. There's something about bodybuilding that I think that people, um, that everyone should experience. I think everybody mm-hmm. should try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should maybe try to get on the bodybuilding stage at some point, just because there's no other way to make it that drastic. Yeah. There's no other way to make it that crazy or maybe even just, you know, have yourself uh, accountable with like a photo shoot or something. But when you hear people talk about like carving up or, or, you know, deplete, you know, de- deplete your body of, of carbohydrates and then, and then refeed mm-hmm. and all these different things. I've always hated the term refeed. I was like, that's a garbage, that's such a stupid, uh, such a super stupid term. And what I hated about it was, I'm like, you're probably not really that depleted anyway. Yeah. yeah. But if you're doing bodybuilding and your coach says, Hey man, go have some carbs. Well, now you'll know what it really feels like to be depleted and to actually get a real carb up. Cause you'll start eating those carbs. And it's almost like you have a pump as if you were training, but you're not yes. doing anything. You're just eating. You're like, oh my God, what's happening? Your skin's bursting. Veins are pumping. Most people don't know like what that's. It's like to get a pump while you're sitting down <laughs> and you're chowing down. It's crazy. Um, but but no, like you, I don't like the word refeed because it insinuates it like you just haven't been eating. And it's like, no, you, you're, you're actually okay. You're, yeah. you're in, probably in a first world country and you're, <laughs> you're, you're starving yourself strategically yeah. with a high protein diet. This is, you're not dying by any means well everybody just thinks it means just like go and gorge on Mm -hmm. these crazy foods and it's like well you know maybe that's not a good strategy for you if you're trying to lose weight or whatever the goal might be you know i like high carb day that's 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 my lingo when i i describe that but but that whole being in tune with your body like having a carb pump 
most people have no idea what that is. It's again, and that's the part about the prep is like that you like any sporting endeavor, but I think marathon runners like never done one, but I think they probably talk to themselves as well as they're doing their thing. You know, you're in your own head and the same thing with bodybuilding. It's like, it's, a, you know, it's, it's, it's a few months long and the whole time you're just having this internal dialogue with yourself. And maybe that voice in your head that you, you know, that tells you to quit, that tells you to like, this is too hard. Like it pops up every time and you need to learn to shut that dude down. You talk to yourself a lot. Oh yeah. A man. lot of self-talk. Oh, absolutely. I'm big on that. I'm big. On, I didn't realize how powerful that was until it's like the stuff you tell yourself you believe. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if it's like, oh, I'm not good at that. I can't do that. I'm not good at that. Nope. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, then you're stuck there forever. Cause we know people that are I'm not organized. Don't, don't give me any paperwork. I, I can't yeah. do it. And it's like, well, what the hell kind of attitude is that? Yeah. How do you know you're not good at it? Have you really, have you actually really tried it? Yes, have you actually yes. given yourself an honest shot? Because maybe if you practiced uh, being organized as much as you practice lifting, maybe you could actually be great at it. Yeah. Or maybe you can just do it once in a while so you're efficient at it enough so that you can, uh, whatever the hell it is. I, I mean, I, I know some guys that are talented on, on the end of um, being creative, but like I've used them for work before and then they can't produce me a, uh, they can't produce me like a purchase order or a receipt or something. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm like, dude, I, in order for me to give you a check, like this is the way business works. Yeah. Uh, you need to, you need to email me something so we can produce a check for you. So we got like a record of it. And you get paid appropriately. And that's like, I'm not, I can't, I can't just like randomly PayPal you money. My business doesn't work, doesn't work that way. But then, you know, these people that are uh, talented in one way, they fall way short in yeah. another. And they're like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. those, those kinds of things. And it's like, well, you, you don't know how to do it. Cause you, you probably haven't really tried. Have you, you know, asked somebody or, you know, someone can coach you through it. I'm sure probably punching up a couple buttons on a, on a computer and you'd probably be fine. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those people that are really good at that one thing, right? They, when you see them handle their business on that end, it's like, look how crafty you are and look how you're just getting it done. And you're going from here to that. And just like on, on a whim, basically, yeah. they give them something else that, yeah, they feel like they're not good at. And it's just different. And it's hard for different reasons. They just like, they, they, they bail out right away. Um, but the self-talk, that's what it's done to me. It's like, there's things that I've, I've in the past, I've told myself and I started to believe and it's like, well, hold up. If it works this way. I can probably reverse it the other way too. And I can, I might not, that might not be me yet, but I'm going to convince myself that, Hey, at some point I'll be the lightweight champion of like the bodybuilding world, you know, the natural bodybuilding world. So, but I keep telling myself that and that's how I approach my training. Like that's what it's for. And that's who I am. You know what too? It's like you, you go after that goal, you know, you talk about that goal, you go after that goal and who knows what journey you'll end up on or mm -hmm. who knows exactly how it will work out, but you tried it. Yeah. You went through it, you, you know, maybe, maybe you try it one year and you're, you're second place and then you try it again the next year in your first place. Like who knows how it'll actually play out. But, um, if you don't have, if you don't even set the goal in the first place and you yeah. don't put a deadline to it, then it is certainly not going to ever happen. And if you do it right, right. I mean, look at your, well, why'd you start lifting? Right. It was, mm -hmm. you know, just, it was very simple. Right. Yeah. And look what grew out of that. <laughs> yeah. Right throw around some weights and then yeah next thing you know we got all this stuff going on over yeah there. started very innocent and simple but it yeah it snowballs how do you make money um i coach i coach athletes and uh, we also we have a so it's a 
new product. It's called the 3D Muscle Journey Vault, and it's just courses, online courses. Oh, cool. That pertain to... Education. Yep, yep, yep. So that's what we're trying to get a little bit more into, and uh, this next year, because it's going to be our 10-year anniversary as, as, oh, that's as a awesome. company. Um, it's, fuck, 10 years, dude. That's cool. Um, yeah, we're going to try to grow a little bit more on that end. Just some friends being some meatheads. It's all this, we collected each other backstage of shows. That's how it, that's how it worked out. Mm. It's like, hey, you're, you're, you're weird like me. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's hang out. And like, here we are. That's cool. And uh, with this uh, vault program, like you're, you're trying to actually kind of like uh, give people coaching or are you trying to teach people how to be coaches themselves or? Ooh, a little bit of both. A little mm. bit of both. So, yeah. Um, many different topics in there you know yeah. we have things like from fat loss to like muscle growth um to you know even like we have one special case uh course it's uh so one of our coaches brad loomis has a gnarly scoliosis like his spine is almost like touching like oh, on both wow. ends, right um and just his perspective and his angle on how he handled that you know mm -hmm. and and so there's there's a little bit of everything you know we don't want it to be just like for you know the the the, the meathead nerd a little bit of a little bit of everything in there but we're working on it. that's a new dynamic for us it's a new direction but you can help way more people when you do it that way as opposed to like mm. i'm limited to who i can reach right and then about how many people do you uh physically kind of work with at a time oh i don't have too many i don't have too many um maybe about 30 to 35 mm. is as many as i have in my, in right. my roster and that's it and is that kind of all over the map like some might be bodybuilding some might be powerlifting yeah, yeah. People so doing bit, different things. A little bit of every. I have some people that yeah, they're, they're prepping, and that's what we're doing. We have other folks that are, um, that are are powerlifters, and so we're doing that. And then I have even like now powerlifters that come strictly for the the nutrition. Mm. So that's 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 been. It's a little bit of everything. That's I like cool. That. Yeah. What's the hardest part? Um, what's the hardest part for people to adapt to when you're trying to help them with these diets? Mm, I think being honest with me about what they can handle. That's probably the biggest thing. And uh, and sometimes they don't necessarily like what you tell them they can't handle it right now. But it's like, hey, you've got to start squatting with one plate before we add right. more. So I think that's the biggest thing is that I have to slow people down a little bit. And it's like, you know what? We might not get there as fast as you like, but I'm going to try to make it so that we have as many, like, little setbacks, as many, like, the least amount of setbacks as, as possible over the course of a long, long time. Yeah, I noticed that when it comes to women, a lot of times when when you give a woman a program, a lot of times they'll follow it to a T, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas the guys, you know, they'll we'll kind of take liberties. <laughs> that's because we're inherently, we know how to lift weights. I think that's kind of the. That's right. Whereas I think women. We're are, designed to lift weights, damn it. We, we know what we're doing. We instinctively know, you know? But no, and I think women are more. They. Maybe detail oriented. It might be generalizing, but yeah, I think they. Of course. They tend to. Uh, respect the specialist a little bit more like i hired this person for that and that's that's what they're so they're smarter than us in that way you know <laughs> right so i'm all about outsourcing now i get the power of the outsourcers so many things i suck at so just oh yeah have someone else do it uh what, what else do you like to do besides uh get down and dirty in the gym mm. um who um, i think i see outdoors quite a bit i like the outdoors i haven't done as much as i'd, I'd like uh recently but we're gonna start it takes away from my training man oh man so that's that's the that's the part that's a little eh. uh so i like i love the outdoors um i like simple things i love to love to write that's probably the biggest thing it's like to me just like sitting down getting in my thoughts that's probably writing down whatever it can be so much like sometimes it's poetry like, it's it sometimes it can be i'm not yeah. gonna share it ever but <laughs> but sometimes we go through it's Come like on, bro 
I'll, I'll send you one. It'll be dedicated to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I honestly, I'm by nature a very introverted person. Uh, I can put on the act, but <laughs> like after this, I'm gonna be toast. I'm gonna be in my hotel room, like shaking, you know. <laughs> but so yeah, I like my time alone. I like it in my own head, and that's why I like the outdoors because it's like, hey, it's just like you. There's something about that too because yeah. that's how we were we we're meant to do that, and we oh, don't do God. that, you know. It's like have a dog in an apartment all day. Take that dude to the park, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's being alone in different settings where I can get in my own head is probably my favorite thing. And there's so much to that. You go outside and you feel the, you feel the coldness on your skin. Yeah. And without you doing or saying anything, your skin, like, or your hair stands up, yeah. you know, and, and you get like a chill. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, you get a chill because it's cold outside, but you can't make yourself have that chill. You can't make yourself feel no, that. No. The different things that you feel when you go outside, you feel the warmth of the sun. Like the sun has a very, a very direct and, and, and distinct uh, feel to it. Just the, the smell in the air, the wind, like all these things, they, they play into your mind uh, quite a bit. I, I, that's why I always preach to people, you know, hit up these 10 minute walks yeah. and try to just, man, just, I know it's like getting cold in certain parts of the country, but figure out a time that you can get outside, try to get outside and just freaking move around. Yeah. No, it's, it's cruel good. to yourself if you don't do that, I feel. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, that is. That's a good good way of putting it. What about uh, movies, TV, and any of that stuff? Um, Video games? No, I'm not, not. No, 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 no. Um, I like sports. But yeah. I see sports from a different angle now. Than, so I was born in the Bay Area. So the Warriors were, mm -hmm. they sucked growing up. And yeah. like now there's all these bandwagon like Warriors fans uh -huh. and I can't, I can't stand them because it's like they're new, you know? Yeah. But what, so like when they were playing, uh, the Cavaliers and LeBron in the finals, I was actually cheering for, for LeBron. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna go with the team or the result that I think would, uh, have or embody the athletic performance that I want to see the most. Right. So if like he would have done that, like to me, I, I get a lot of inspiration from yeah, other you don't athletes. Want to just see people shoot three pointers all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was like, if, if he does this, like he's he's gonna be in a wheelchair and with like gray hair, but <laughs> it'll be pretty dope to see. So <laughs> I love sports, but I like to see him more. So I like to get inspired and I'm like, man, like this this freak athlete just like laid it all out on the line. Right. And I get a lot from that. What about music? Oh yeah, yeah, I love music. Everything, everything, everything. Um, you throw on some headphones when you're outdoors or you kind of just take it in on your own? I like to clean to music. That's what it is. Yeah. Cleaning? I, yeah. Yeah. Lifting, I, I, music's optional. Give you some headphones you can clean the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it very clean, man. I know. We got to yeah. keep it tidy in there. You it know? looks spot on. As it should be. I think, it's from, I think it's smoky. Cracking that whip. Mm -hmm. Smoky, you keep do it, a good job, bro. It looks immaculate. He's keeping it no, clean in he's there. just yelling at people to keep it clean, though. Yeah, no, he's yeah. not actually cleaning no, anything. No, no, no. no. Okay. Well, <laughs> never mind, Smokey. These <laughs> workers are fucking spot on. There you go. Anything else over there, buddy? No, I'm good, man. All right. Well, uh, where can people find you? Uh, 3dmusclejourney.com. Um, all of us coaches, we're also, I think the platform we use the most because it's probably the best one right now is uh, is Instagram. So you can the Grams. Yeah, on the Gram. I do the story thing a lot. I like to. Oh, before we go, yeah. uh, I, got, I got a major concern here. Um, I noticed some, like, I know that you're supposed to be a natural athlete, but some of the photos you've been posting recently, I'm starting to notice some, some growth of the breast area. Um, and that's usually indicative of somebody that uses stuff like gonoclamastia, right? Like, yeah. so what's the deal? I mean, that's just where I hold my fat, I hold my fat in, in mm -hmm. my 
in your Brett titties. and my penis, and that's where it all goes in the off season. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. in the head of the penis and, and, in, the, and in the boobs, huh? <laughs> so I, you know, I was photoshopping pictures, and people were they were being really nice. Like no one said anything. They were just like clap me up, and I'm like, did you not notice it? And they're like, I just didn't want to say anything. I didn't notice it. So people were actually very courteous about it. I stopped though. <laughs> I stopped because. I had this one teenager. People are getting concerned. Well, he reached out to me. This teen Aww. reached out to me. He's like, he's like, I have bitch tits. And Aww. I'm like, I don't want to make someone feel bad about the way they look. So, oh, man. So even if it's one per- I, usually I'm not very like, hey, if you get offended, move on, dude. You yeah, know? yeah. But yeah. As a kid. As a kid. So I was a little it's different. different. So, yeah, it's different when it comes to a kid. <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm, I'm rock solid. Rock solid there. The nipples can cut glass, but I'm rock solid. <laughs> can you show us? No, no you don't no, need no, to. No, you don't no, need to show us those big You're just going to see the guy now. All right, strength is never weak. This week is never strength. Catch you guys later.